Oh, hey, kiddo. How was the hill? Educational. Oh, learn a new trick? Yeah, the trick to a happy, fulfilling life, maybe. I learned that mountain air unleashes my inner peace. And rip and pow while the whole crew's all, you induces spontaneous joy. Okay, uh, that's nice. The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at IconPass.com. There we go. Microphone's working. What's up, bigots? Look at all you bigots. Look at all those, look at all those masks. I hope everybody smells of beautiful, fragrant Purell. I hope you guys had a, uh, <laughs> I hope you guys had a lovely Thanksgiving with the families and Black Friday. Black Friday, your consumer holiday, the consumer coomer holiday of America, Black Friday. Black Friday. And I'm here today on, we'll call it, how about White Saturday? In the, on Bright Saturday, here with Jay Dyer. Jay, can you, are you there? Is Jay even here? Jay's, Jay's stepped away from the mic. Let me pull this over. We got, we got a special guest today. We have Jay Dyer. We will be talking about Klaus Schwab, the global reset. The Great Reset. Achieving net zero for all of us non-essential people. All the non-essential people, we must get to net zero, net zero emissions. And that's what we're talking about today. So Jay's going to be joining us in a minute. He's, uh, he's, I think he's walking his boomers. Um, or maybe you put, him, put the boomers in the kennel. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I got it. Everybody's barking in the other room for no reason. He just likes to yap for no reason. Much like, oh, speaking of yapping for no reason, here's... was milking my engorged milkers. <laughs> he was milking the boomers. Don't worry, guys. He was, he was putting the boomers in the stable and making sure that they were, that they're milked. They had engorged milkers. <laughs> milking. I love when, when those milkers are engorged. It's when you know you're going to get the good milk. What's up, Jay? Good evening, my friend. I'm gonna make it ominous up in here. You need like a uh, a light just from the top, you know, top down, so that you have the shadow from the nose and the shadow from the eyebrows over the eyes. That's yes, yes, that's what we need. Some some X Files lighting. All right, we're talking net zero. We're talking about carbon credits, taxation schemes. Um, Net zero. That's what happens when you and I play basketball. That's the score you get. <laughs> net zero. Net zero. Net zero. Says says Jay Dyer. Jay, Jay Dyer is the um, the uh, the king of the. We, they call him the super spreader, actually, and it's not it's not because of his proclivity for spreading COVID nineteen. They call him super. It's they call him super spreader for other reasons. It's them ST double D's, them gorgeous <laughs> milkers that's spreading those milk diseases, baby. ST double D. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the SDGs tonight. Uh, here with the oh, super. I thought this was a talk about STDs. No, exactly. That's why I bring up this. We're I here. You were interviewing me about STDs. I just thought it would be like kind of meta to uh, to have the <laughs> the uh, the the top super spreader of STDs to to talk about SDGs. <laughs> did you see? Did you see? Uh, the uh, Tom Hardy Al Capone. No, was it good? 
Um, I wouldn't say it was good. It was uh, <laughs> interesting, but yeah. he was playing Al Capone, and he he just Al Capone dies from STD. Right, he gets syphilis and goes crazy. So the whole movie is him going crazier and crazier, and the STD he's working on it. But Tom Hardy's version of Al Capone is funny. You can't even mm-hmm. hardly understand what he's saying at the time. But anyway, go ahead. That's off topic. <laughs> No, I mean we, we were, we're talking. Uh, instead of Tom Hardy today, we get we get Klaus Schwab, we get Blofeld, the Blofeld of of the flu world order here. Glad you mentioned um, Moonraker and Honor uh, Majesty's Secret Surface. By the way, there's one other one that's relevant too. Uh, Diamonds of Forever is also another okay relevant Blofeld plot that's uh, Klaus esque. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that one here. I'm pulling up a. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff, bunch of stimulus pulled up today to talk about this stuff. But um, yeah, I think uh, if if the audience isn't familiar with Jay Dyer, he runs jaysanalysis.com. He's got a YouTube channel, Jay Dyer on YouTube. Uh, he's up on all the social medias as well. Jay's been documenting uh, globalism, the the ideology, and even the theology. And the, uh, the driving worldview of the elite for a long time now. He's done a great job at covering the Great Reset. What we see coming here, Jay and I have been talking about these World Economic Forum goons for a long time. And it's, it's cool to see a lot more. Well, it's not fun, but it is good that the mainstream or some more mainstream and uh, kind of uh, alt personalities are talking about this now. Because it's becoming massively important. And um, yeah, so... What do you what do you think about the whole the, the World Economic Forum in general? How do you see this like on the geopolitical stage? You know, I mean, this started in, I think it was 1971 by Klaus Schwab. Uh, what do you see the function? What is the function of the World Economic Forum? And what are kind of some of the uh, the forefathers of it as far as the think tanks go and some of these things that you've covered over the years? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I wanted to give you props for. Um also getting the word out on this and, and covering it so uh, often and hardcore and, and so well. Uh, I think I've listened to most of your streams covering this and that you've done really well. I learned from you um, and shout out to Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones and me. Sha la 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 la. Because without Mr. Jones, uh, my uh, coverage of Great Reset would not have gotten the hundreds of thousands of views that we've gotten the last few weeks. So nice. going all the way back four or five months when I first started covering uh, Great Reset to now, including uh, the segments for Fourth Hour of Alex and then uh, the protest and all that, had a tremendous uh, uh, response from uh, audiences and got a lot of uh, exposure from this. So I'm glad to be, you know, kind of at the forefront of talking about this kind of stuff. Now, I mean, I know a lot of other people have been talking about it, but, uh, you know, you and I, we actually go and read a lot of these books. Most people don't do that. They look at a few internet articles and, yeah. which is fine. And a lot of people don't have time to do that, but you and I do a lot of homework. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's, do, a, there's a lot of low that level. nerd in the classroom doing that homework for you. Mm, we want them, the primary sources. We want, we want to, uh, to be documenting these things and to be able to actually cite uh, and, and lead people to be able to understand this at a deeper level rather than just repeat talking points. I think that's why people gravitate towards your content. You don't just repeat the talking points. Um, you don't just do watch a few YouTube videos and copy and paste your opinions from those. You're actually out yeah. there digging in the trenches of the Great Reset. So the Klaus is... Yeah, I had a, a 
retardo on my YouTube just now saying, dude, are you high? Like, you really think this is real? Dude. They write books, dummy. Right. They write books. Yeah, the COVID, COVID here, this one, COVID nineteen, the Great Reset. Have you started? Um, have you started? I have not really, read that one yet. No. This one, I mean, it's it's similar to the one that you covered. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of making my way through it and highlighting it. It's it's pretty shocking, man. I mean, um, yeah, these people have been publishing. We we did an article. I'm sorry, we did a uh, a show on the first global revolution by the Club of Rome, right? And the Club of Rome is kind of like the uh, like the spiritual grandfather of this insane exactly. COVID nineteen great reset stuff, um, but yeah, what, what what the heck is up with the World Economic Forum? Like, why why are these people? Why are this group of unelected bureaucrats, technocrats? Yeah. Um, you know, I have to answer your question. <laughs> so, social engineers. Um, what are they doing? Right. So there's a lot of these kind of confabs that exist and have existed for a long time. These uh, steering groups, steering committees, panels. They meet all the time. There's tons of them. Some of them are more well-known than others, and, and I'm sure that there are some that we've never even heard of. Uh, for example, we just recently have heard more and more about The Good Club, which is that collection of billionaires that has met uh, you know, for a few, several years in New York, including Oprah, Ted Turner, Gil Bates, uh, etc. Right? These characters, they mean they have their club called The Good Club, and their whole club is dedicated to depopulation. Klaus has been to the good club. Um, as you mentioned, there are predecessors like Bilderberg, uh, like uh, uh, Council on Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission. All of these different groups are similar in their steering group focus structure. And so they kind of go back to models within the British Empire, uh, like the Royal Institute for International Affairs. So that the roundtable group model that functions like this think tank, NGO, steering group, um, advisory policy council. And they're uh, supra-governmental. They're not elected. They're almost always people from the corporate world, the banking world, the media world, and big industry. Yep. Uh, so that's usually where they come from in big tech now. Uh, for the last couple of years of Bilderberg, uh, have a, they had a lot of tech uh, uh, focus the last four or five Bilderbergs, which I follow pretty intently, pretty closely. So uh, Davos World Economic Forum is, is more like a more public, more, quote, liberal-minded version of something like Bilderberg. Yeah. And hence, as you pointed out in your last stream, why they've had so many of the Hollywood elites, right? Uh, oh, Leo DiCaprio yeah. comes and, you know, we cheer about Leo and all his uh, Titanic you know, king of the world shit. Oh, Kevin Spacey comes and we make him king of Davos and all this. That's the weirdest stuff. one. That I can't <laughs> king of Davos and I don't know if you caught we Well that's yeah, that's just because these are a bunch of people who are um public influencer powerful leftists, right? Who have bought into the whole uh climate carbon thing and you could look at it like it's just the frontest piece of the billionaire, trillionaire elites and technocrats that push the kind of public communal technocracy while they themselves are the ones with the yachts, the palaces, etc. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's such a, it's such an insane image that Kevin Spacey being named the King of Davos. Like this is, this is the article I think we had pulled up on the other stream that Jay is referencing. Kevin Spacey is a King of Davos. This is 2016, January 21st. You know, he was at peak 
peak fame right here was kind of before his fall from grace. Um, you know, it was it seemed like after the fact everybody said they all knew about Kevin Spacey, but no one did anything, and everyone acted surprised later on. But yeah, it says he uh, he jumps on top of. Let me let me find this quote here. Uh, we're told. Mr. Spacey then climbed up on the piano in the packed room of delegates, pledged his love for the Davos experience, encouraged people to talk to him on the street, thanked them for watching House of Cards, then serenaded the room. So this dude's just like drunk off his ass, coked out of his mind, up on top of the piano, <laughs> crooning to this you know, panel of billionaires, philanthropists, depopulation uh, um, advocates, and... Uh, yeah, and and wake, Wayfair cabinet salesmen. Uh, they're just on top of there crooning at them, um, drunk as hell on top of the piano. So <laughs> what what kind of people are these? What kind of people are crowning Kevin Spacey, right, this aggressive, aggressive child abuser? Um, Kevin Spacey is the king of their elite group. Yeah. Well, again, and th- this is, I think, more so about uh, public face, public influence, exposure. You know, this is why these kind of groups will, uh, you know, Hollywood stars, pop stars, they kind of whore themselves out to be the face of these kinds of things. So, you know, Miley or Arnold Schwarzenegger or Leo, they want to be the face of these things. But not Billie Eilish, not, not, not little pure, oh, yeah, Billie pure or little and Billie. They, they want to do this because there's a lot of money, there's a lot of promotion, there's a lot of, you know, basically just pouring yourself out to be the face of these social engineering movements. That's one thing I started realizing uh, years ago studying Hollywood is that it's just, it's just like media, the way the media pimps themselves out. If you're a, you know, famous influencer, you can, you can afford that influence out and make some bank baby that's right that's right speaking of which speaking of which what's up guys we've got a bunch of people in the chat make sure to hit the thumbs up if you guys like these streams please support the streams we do not get supported by youtube we're 100 percent supported by you guys by the listeners and viewers the best way to support via the super chats in the stream labs don't be supporting youtube support the content creators whose content you enjoy through asking your questions or having your comments read live, if you uh, if you got a question for myself or Jay, or if you just want to show some support for the stream, please support via the Streamlabs. And um, yeah, we by the will... way, for anybody who has uh, you know all the boomer relatives and the normie uh, friends, I just made a two minute great reset in two minutes video with a simple link to the World Economic Forum's eight point plan. And uh, I put it on all the socials, so uh, there, there you go. You can share that with your, your boomy and the boomy boomies. That's the boomer normie is a boomy. So, nice. boomies sounds like a like a garment you wear to sleep. I'm gonna put my boomies on. Go get your boomies <laughs> on, honey. Um, all right, so here, here's a clip. We got we got the head of a boomy is a is a moo that comes with a pocket for Virginia Slims, and it has like a like a like a box line attachment, like you can. Rig up a boxing line. That's a boomy, for sure. And the, but also like it also it, has a, a, a small as a pocket for your Prozac too. Yeah, yeah, and then like a large pocket for your your Reader's Digest magazine. Does, that, does Reader's Digest still exist? Yeah, it's like it's like slightly bigger than a normal pocket. The Reader's Digest. So you have to, the special Boomer Reader's Digest pocket. The Reader's Digest size pocket. We should sell the we should sell the Boomy, dude. This would make a million dollars if you put it on the late <laughs> night. You know, 
like late night infomercial ads, like the Ron Popeil type shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like remember, remember Billy Bo's tie bank. Uh, no. <laughs> what was his name? Billy Billy Blanks is Tybo. No, I remember Tybo. Uh, I don't I don't remember Billy Blanks, but I remember Tybo. Billy Blanks is who sold the CDs. And the black the dude. The VHS. To was it like a yeah, big, black dude. Mm-hmm. He looked at, like Anderson Silver. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He does look like Anderson. And then then the Susan Powders. Uh, you know, stop the madness would come on, and then right after that we could have the Boomy, which is the the Boomer. Um, it could be unisex too, like a male, female, unisex. Could be trans, trans vegan too. I mean, just go, let's go all the way. Just have a little pocket for carrots and shit. <laughs> so, all right. So Klaus Schwab, the head of the uh, the head of the Davos Group. This dude, I don't. This guy just fascinates me. Have you have you really looked into what's out there, what's available on his past and on his history? Um, I haven't, but I, I do recall that my suspicion would be that if you look at David Rockefeller's chapter on Bilderberg, he talks about Prince Bernhard and Prince Bernhard uh, being one of these Nordic figures who Comics was part of try it. to befriend you. They'll try to say the vegan ideology you've been brainwashed. Thank you. Uh, we got a super chat there. Keep going, Jay. Sorry. No, sorry. The, the, uh, there is that uh, post-war Nazi contingent, which we know did somehow steal a lot of gold. I don't think anybody knows for sure where that gold went. Um, I suspect that it did go to Swiss banks and these kinds of, so there's something going on there. I don't have any direct proof, but my guess would be that Klaus probably has uh, that kind of a background. There's zero, uh, there's zero information on his family. Like there's no family history. The only, there's one article. I can find one article where he spoke about his childhood very briefly. And he mentioned the war and how he was a German citizen but his father worked for a company that allowed him. I'm sorry. Wayne with the scissor. Um, he okay. So Schwab Klaus was uh, born in 1938. His father worked for a company that allowed him to travel back and forth between Nazi Germany and Switzerland during the war. And that's the only like that was. He said this in passing. He said. Um, I, in, in this uh, print article, I forget what it was on some websites on right now. Um, he said that he was always wondering, oh, it's war over here on this side of the border, but it's peaceful over here. What's going on? And then it, you just kind of brush it over and, and moved on. But we have no, no history of his mother's family, his father's family. That's the only thing that we know is his father worked for a company in Germany that allowed him to go back and forth between Switzerland and Germany between 1938 and the end of the war. And... Um, Yes, so Klaus Klaus does seem to have that paperclip pedigree, um, and and you know that doesn't really mean that oh the the Nazis run everything. It just means that after the war, all of those uh, experiments that were that were put out, whether it's National Socialism, Bolshevism, uh, Stalinism. Uh, Western democratic technocracy, those are all experiments according to the elite. And so they just see which ones work the best. And then after, uh, you know, the post-war period, after the Cold War, now we're moving into that uh, third wave phase, which I think is relevant to discuss here. This is, we, we kind of forget about the third wave, which was, uh, according to Quigley and according to uh, some of the proponents of 
this notion in the British government. Uh, this is the idea of blending the, the, I would say, the worst aspects of Western capitalism with the worst aspects of Eastern communism. Yeah. And so what you get is this synthesis out of it, something like maybe China. Uh, and that's kind of what we're going into, where it's this people can't figure out, are we going into a hyper-capitalism uh, disaster capitalism is it uh, what's a technocracy isn't that socialism is it communism it's all of those yeah yeah people can say oh it's fascism versus communism is, is it is it this or is it that I mean it's at the top it's public private partnerships yeah. between massive transnational corporations international banks and government and NGOs right so at the top it's kind of like global fascism with trading blocks vying for power uh, scrambling, fighting with each other, but having this, you know, a kind of elite class that is above the lower class, which is going to be rationing, zero growth economy, net zero carbon economy, social credits, communism. So it's like for the underlings, it's communism. At the top, exactly. it's kind of, uh, you know, this uh, uh, monopoly capitalist public private partnership. Um, fascist communist whatever like hybrid blend of all the worst aspects of all those systems and based on of course science right the worldview of science the science i believe in science right do you believe in science yeah of course yeah I believe in science well okay we gotta lock you all up take away your property and uh, control your breeding for several generations until we have you know a, a, a two different species the the uber elite and the uh, and the peon slave class that doesn't even know they're slaves this is what they're trying to sell us on essentially and it's it's one of the most dehumanizing an insane ideologies that has ever been espoused, and it's uh, and it's rampant. And this this ideology is radical environmentalism, uh, conservationism, and this uh, this mad. Just keep in mind yeah, yeah, uh, that that conservationist mindset is something that the fascists and, yes, and the Marxists had in common. They were both. Uh, hyper hyper green proponents and this is where we see the far right and the far left actually meet at, yep. the, at the other circle end of the paradigm the far left and the far right meet and you can see this in people like uh you know club of rome people who have the exact same paradigm Maurice strong uh you know rockefeller they've got the same paradigm as people who are quote esoteric hitlerists like miguel serrano mm. who want to mass depopulate uh, for you know the good of uh, Mother Earth for Gaia, so yep. they really it doesn't matter. They don't care about this. Uh, it's not a. Uh, I mean, it is ideological, but it's not uh, a crusade for ideology. It's a crusade for for power, basically. Right for so the Superman for for, for the. It's like the, the, the Ubermensch. It's the quest for utopia. It's the quest for not just the Ubermensch is in like this archetypal thing. The Ubermensch is in like this a global society that is uniform, standardized, and under the thumb of this technocratic elite that see themselves as the, the overman, the Ubermensch, the superior uh, tip of the sphere of evolution. It's, it's, um, it's a really a sick worldview. Uh, and ultimately, it's, it's all about as you said, power, but not in a sense of it, it's it's about worldly power. It's about yeah. material power. It's about control of material resources and the tracking, tracing, and quantification of all of this. Which something that you've touched on is this technocracy, uh, the American business aspect of the technocracy, 
being exported to other countries during wars. I mean, if you look at the history of IBM, IBM was instrumental to the uh, German uh, Hitlerian war machine as well as the, uh, the, 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 um, the camps, as well as the classification of people, the sorting of people. I mean, this idea of essentials versus non-essentials is a very Bolshevik concept as well. I mean, lockdowns and everything. So there are a lot of historical threads that we see here uh, that end up weaving this really uh, kind of insane and horrific tapestry of what may be coming very quickly um, to the West, and that is radical depopulation and a revolutionary uh, bloodbath, essentially, is what history seems to indicate comes during these periods. What do you, th what do you think about that, that statement? I, I mean, the, the technocratic mindset always loved to use the cover of medicine, and they use the cover of medicine to bring in the gradual sterilization. So basically, it's like, uh, it's like uh, sterilization in slow motion, basically. And, that, and it uses a lot of factors, as you mentioned, toxic culture. Uh, I covered that in my book, so it's Trek Hollywood 1 and 2. That's part of this aspect of uh, slowly toxifying the public public so that they just stop having kids they don't really care about um promoting a specific uh, ideology a lot of people are confused thinking that oh we're fighting the communists oh we're fighting the the uh you know as if people are committed to an ideology the only ideology they're committed to is power and depopulation uh and darwinism uh and transhumanism those are the unifying factors of of the ideological element here that has nothing to do with a specific nation state. It's not tied to any specific people group. Uh, it's it's almost, I mean, we're going to be watching Moonraker. Moonraker is a great uh, image or archetype of what's going on here. It's, it's the Moonraker plan because I don't want to spoil too much, but when you watch Moonraker, you'll, you'll notice that Hugo Drax is very, very much uh, Blofeldian, I mean, excuse me, uh, is, well, he has the same plans as Blofeld, but he's very Klaus Schwabian is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. and, and all of these characters are the same, whether it's Bill Gates, whether it's Soros, whether it's Ted Turner, whether it's Al Gore, whether it's David Rockefeller, whether it's uh, Lord Rothschild, they all have the same attitude, the same mindset, the same plan. And to me, if the richest people on the planet are all aligned uh, with the same plan, the same goals, and it's all public, and you still can't figure it out, I mean, then you're kind of, I mean, I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying you're bringing it on yourself if you go along with this. Yeah, I mean, what's unfortunate is a lot of people don't get asked, right? They think this, uh, oh, our, our sacred democracy. Well, uh, did you elect Klaus Schwab in the World Economic right. Forum to make these decisions? Absolutely not, right? It's just another example of how the idea of democracy, the Democratic Republic, the Masonic Republic right. is inherently flawed and opens up cultures to these social engineers, right? I mean, there's no, what, what protection do we have against this in the so-called free market? What protection do we have against this from you know, liberal democracy in general? It seems this is kind of like how H.G. Wells described it as the natural, uh, the natural uh, progression of monopoly capitalism. Like he said, monopoly capitalism will create globalism in the trading blocks that will then bring in Marx's global communist state. And Marx said the very same thing. So the uh, the backbone of this is surveillance, right? This new this new economy, the new economic model, is all based around marketing us surveillance technology, military surveillance technology, right. and the commodification of everything in nature and water, data, right? air, 
Exactly. So the data, Urban. Exact, the data of you know how much gas you're exhaling, how many resources you're using, how much water you're going to use. Um, this is this is the new currency essentially, and what they're calling the fourth industrial revolution. And here's uh, let's listen to Klaus Schwab, and we can you know pause anytime. It's a quick clip of Klaus Schwab telling us what the fourth industrial revolution is, and this is going to kind of um, tie in with what Jay's talking here about, uh, especially transhumanism, the uh, and the the worldview of these people and what they ultimately see as ma- as the plan for man and uh, as our place in the cosmos. So here we go, Klaus Schwab. The fourth industrial revolution will impact our lives completely. It will not only change how we communicate, how we produce, how we consume, it will change actually us, our own identity. And of course, gives life uh, to such uh, policies and uh, developments like uh, smart traffic, smart government, smart cities. What we will see is that uh, everything will be integrated into a ecosystem driven by big data and uh, driven uh, particularly by close cooperation also of governments uh, with um, business, civil society. And this revolution will come at a breathtaking speed. It will be like a tsunami. And actually, it's not just a digital revolution. It's digital, of course, physical, it's nanotechnology, but it's also biological. And those three dimensions provides a particular force to this revolution. So what the World Economic Forum is doing is to promote uh, this is public-private corporation to master the force industrial revolution. Okay, so that's, I mean, that's just the first half of it right there. But he, there's a lot to unpack there. Any, anything that comes to mind immediately from, uh, from those statements, Jay? Right, well, as I covered in my talks and in, the, in, in my coverage of his book, uh, he mentions first and foremost a new ethic that has to be inculcated in the youth, and he calls it a new covenant. And this is a new covenant based around uh, the eco-ethic. And so first and foremost, there's a newer version of original sin. But the new version of original sin is not uh, descent from Adam and Adam's sin. It's uh, the fact that you're born. (laughs) So you're a carbon-based life form, and that's the new version of original sin. You have a new way to um, do a kind of uh, temporal uh, payment for your sins, a kind of indulgence through the carbon tax. So you're... You're bad for existing. You're going to have to pay for your existence. Your very life itself is going to be taxed. And also, there's a new way to have ra- uh, fasting. Teens so how are, we have a new fasting right, calendar with this based around right. uh, rationing of meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this <clears throat> comes up in the video where there's the eight-point plan, the eight-point future, quote, predictions. It's actually the plan yep. of the World Economic Forum in that viral video. Uh, the article is still available, by the way. Uh, and so um, I'd like to, I'll just mention those really quickly. I mentioned them in my two minute video today because this is sums up the whole thing in eight points. Number one, all products in the future will become services. That's the circular economy where you don't own anything. Hence Klaus saying that you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Point two is the carbon tax where all life is taxed uh, and not just all life, but all <clears throat> uh, resources and necessities that make life possible, water, air, etc. cetera. Uh, the U.S. will no longer be a superpower. It will pass into this uh, 
global type of government. There will no longer be hospitals, which is an odd one. So there's going to be, I guess, uh, state mandated creeper medical figures that come into your house and put things in your booty and touch you and do whatever they want. No, this is they're, they're already doing this in the third world. This is what the COVID crisis has done. It's destroying the medical system. It is destroying the hospital systems throughout the third world that were already barely functioning. And uh, it, that's, it sounds weird to people because they keep saying, oh, it's two weeks to flatten the curve. We just want to make sure the medical Probably system is What they're saying is that you won't go to a hospital. Yeah. Uh, if something's wrong with you, a New World Order approved medical goon yeah. will come to your house in his hazmat suit and, uh, you know, like an alien. And, and not just that. They're going to know before you even know. Because you're going to be wired in, right? You're going to be wired in through nanotech, through technology, and even through um, uh, through things like Neuralink, which they're proposing right. now. Uh, and you're going to have all your vital signs monitored. That's going to be tied in with your social credit Yeah, they score. don't tell you the, the total surveillance transhumanist element in these eight points. These are just eight points for public, yeah. uh, idiot, idiot public consumption. Exactly. It's like, you know, when they tell you, oh, it's, everything's going to be equal and free. It's, <laughs> you know, it's like, wait, what, yeah. what does that mean? So, no, that no means you hospital. owe nothing. <laughs> yeah. Point five, uh, no meat. You'll have a vegan diet and the food will be rationed. Point six is uh, there will not really be borders. You're going to have just the global federation. Uh, point seven will be uh, the Western economies will be tested. Uh, it implies to the point of collapse. It says that the Western values, uh, Western values, right? Yeah. And uh, I, well, I took that to be to mean mainly economic values, but probably also moral values as well. And then the weird, of course, uh, wild card in this. Point eight, the alien mythos. There will probably be the discovery of alien life and trips to Mars. So alien BS plays uh, big in this eight-point plan. So there's your eight-point major uh, things. And you, you have to kind of read between the lines to understand the, the stuff that comes in the later chapters of Klaus's book, which is the microchips, the integrated uh, surveillance system, et cetera. Mm -hmm. so, so how do you convince people to do this, I mean, it's such a rad, it was such an insane overhaul of the way we live, such a radical change in the way we do business with each other, such a radical change in the way we see even ourselves. Um, you know, I mean, a few years ago, when people started maybe reading about this stuff, they probably think, oh, this must be so far down the line. This is going to take 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 years to get through. But now look at us, 2020, the end of this year, uh, we are magnitudes closer magnitudes yeah, it's right now it's happening yeah. now you know and it's, it's accelerating rather quickly right now, so we, to, to bring in all the infrastructure for the final plans yeah that's going to take a while like we're not at the point where we have internet of things everybody have nanotech you know at their fingertips or in their fingertips we're not at that point yet that's the next 10 20 years but the final goal so they have decade you know uh goals uh, 2030 and 2050 is the final dates yeah, we've got a couple super chats here. We uh, let me come over to the chat. We got a little bit of support from the uh, from the stream here. You guys, if you enjoy the stream, if you enjoy the show, help us out. Support the best way to support is via the Streamlabs. There's a link in the description below. Uh, Bloodfire donated ten bucks. Says, "What do you think of the Great Reset? Do you think it's starting in 2021?" Thank you very much for that donation. I mean, we'll, we've been talking about the Great Reset here quite a bit. They've been, they've been it's started. <laughs> it is started. Uh, you know, the, the Great Reset. It's uh, they, they're accelerating this as quickly as they can. 
Um, and if people don't stand up and say, no, we don't want this, we're not going to accept this normal, we're not going to be a part of this, uh, then they will push as far as they can and as fast as they can. Um, Let's bring in also the communist element insofar as uh, the historical precedents for Great Reset would be something like what the Jacobins did during the French Revolution. They were the radical uh, communist revolutionaries in the yep. French Revolution. They were influenced by Weishaupt, the, the actual Adam Weishaupt Illuminati. And their idea was a, a rationalist, uh, technocratic type of government where everything is equalized, radical equalization, even to the point of sharing of wives, sharing yep. of everything. So they were actually the proto-communists. And in the French Revolution, when they took over... Uh, and they, they did, you know, a lot of the radical murder, beheading type of stuff, the uh, Committee for Public Safety, et cetera, the guillotines. Yeah, exactly. The Committee for <clears> Public <throat> Safety, right? So I mean, <laughs> this is, yeah. the, this is the, the, the genocidal murder brigades or the P Committee for Public Safety. And there was also there was an aspect of the population to the French Revolution as well. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. Is that, yeah, so they had to get rid of everybody who was the upper class, the nobility, right? And... What's wild about this is uh, they had the notion of a reset, and their idea of a reset was Maoist. Well, I mean, that's anachronistic, but they weren't Maoist. But Mao would continue this notion yep. later on, which is the wiping out of everything prior. Yeah. So that's what it literally means: is that there's no more gonna, there's not gonna be any more ideas of what family is, what tradition is, what heritage is, what your uh, morals are, biblical yep. ideas. It's the intentional wiping out of all that. And then when Mao utilized his youth brigades, he did that same plan when he took over. And all you're seeing now is that same pattern, yep. except the difference, well, it's actually not a difference, but uh, just as with Mao, it's always been billionaire elites who have utilized communism and socialism. Yeah. Well, it, it was, it's crazy. Um, and Father Sarah from Rose actually talks about this in the Orthodox Survival Course. Um, the, the depopulation rhetoric during the French Revolution. I don't know if it was Robespierre. I forget who it was that wrote about it. But they actually did talk about a 50% depopulation. 50, and they, they, they said 50% population reduction is necessary because we don't have enough resources or space for a growing population. It was the same rhetoric we have here. Um, but Right, limited resources, so we got to kill everybody. Yeah, we got to kill everyone. But once we do that... It's going to be sick. It's going to be the utopia. You're going to get I'm everything you everyone. want. Free, free, free pussy for everyone. Dude, like free food. It's going to be sex with dragons. It's going to be bathed. The hottest dragons, like with with big fake cartoon boobies. Just amazing. It's going to be amazing. Engorged dragon teeth. Free free flashlights. Mandatory VR porn for everybody. It's going to be great. You know, this is uh, here. Here, let's let's listen to Klaus describing. A little bit more about. Wait to bang the hottest dragon, dude. You you will bang the hottest dragon Do it, uh, in the Great Reset. If you want, if you want, oh, you I want can, to see everybody banging the hottest dragon. Can, I, I prefer uh, my little ponies myself. But if we can get those numbers down, everybody can have their own dragon. Yes, we we will we will make special Bill Gates, Melinda Gates dragons with uh, with giant. Giant uh, Melinda Gates dragon with uh, with big thunder ties. She'll be thick like Latinas. Will, thick Latinas will be will be oh, in abundance. Thick dragon, dude. T H I C C. We dragon. will have thick Latina dragons for you to bang in VR porn, and you'll use your carbon credits. If you listen to enough Joe Rogan experience, you'll receive 
300 carbon credits that you can use to get your commies in VR port for the dragons. Right, here's, here's Klaus Schwab talking about what it is, this fourth industrial revolution and great reset, which is the great reset is a rebranding of fourth industrial revolution, which is, again, surveillance tech everywhere. Everything surveilled, everything tracked and traced, all of nature commodified. You are part of the commodities of nature. You're a human Your resource. Own. Human resources, right? And this is, this is you know, what's interesting too is how these ideas have been pushed through the corporate world so much faster than even through governments, right? The corporate yep. world has been the kind of springboard for this rhetoric and for these sweeping changes with diversity training uh, and all that stuff uh, with the, uh, the Marxist rhetoric in there. But um, yeah, here, let's, let's hear what Klaus has to say about uh, the future of our human bodies. It's at the end what what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. Um, when I wrote the book, I started to, to write it for four years ago. It was published three years ago. Um, uh, it was sold by a very interesting over a million times in the world. And um, what, is, what is interesting is that 800,000 copies, more than 800,000 copies of those 2 million were sold in three countries alone, China, Japan, and South Korea. And you may be interested, who was the biggest uh, buyer with 16,000 copies at the same time? It was the Korean military. Um, oh. Because the oh. Will what have a surprise! Impact also on on uh, on warfare. Oh, Klaus, how very surprising! Oops, what happened? All right, we're back. So, what do you think about that? Any any surprise that the uh, the, the military is going to be the most interested in Klaus's ideas? about the fourth industrial revolution. Right, because it does have a, a heavy-handed militaristic component to it, right? I mean, yeah. who, do, who do we think is going to enforce all of this? <laughs> yeah, mean, who, who wants to track and trace everybody? Who's already got the technology and the systems implemented? You, you know that the tracking and tracing, all this tech, this came, the stuff that they're using for... Uh, the, you know, all the, of it. This came from tracking terrorists in Afghanistan, <laughs> the, uh, the COVID tracing, tracking technologies. Um, that is, that's military weaponry. But of course, the enemy is now, just like the war on drugs and the war on terror, this one's even getting even more microscopic, getting even more um, uh, deep in there uh, with you being the potential enemy, right? The war on drugs was one of the first ones where it's like, hey, your neighbor could be, could be the, uh, the, the drug dealer, the, the, the scourge of drugs, which, of course, the government was flooding the streets with those drugs, uh, making and the, these people were making money on the private prison system as they locked people up. And well, again, I'm bigger and stronger than you. That would lock more people up. So you had the war on drugs, then you had the war on terror, and the war on terror was a slippery slope that a lot of people were talking about back when it happened. The, the Patriot Act and everything; these massive uh, incursions into our uh, so-called freedoms in America. Uh, which a lot of this stuff existed before 9-11. They just kind of rolled it out to the public. Oh, we're going to start you know, listening to your phone calls just in case someone says the wrong words. Uh, we got to catch the terrorists. And now 
it's not your neighbor could be the uh, the Al Qaeda sleeper cell. It's your neighbor could have the secret sniffles. You know, they they don't even have to be sick. They could just they could be asymptomatic carrier, and uh, and everybody potentially is the enemy now. The enemy is invisible. The enemy is all over the place, and we got to test your biology, and we've got to meld you with machines. Right? We have to have a uh, what did he say? A fusion of our physical, digital, and biological identities. Oh, the biological. The later chapters of the book where he gets into the the real transhumanist meat of the project, mm. and uh, he saves that for the end when he gets into. Uh, um, what does he call it? Uh, he says energy key, uh, control is key. The global global governance will be uh, situated around the control of all forms of energy on the planet. And then he mentions geoengineering as a key factor in this. We're forgetting the geoengineering element. This is a big part of it that hmm. people have. I'm not saying you, but people have forgotten. Um, he says that. Uh, it is based on the older Greek notion of techne, going back to uh, Plato and the Greeks. Uh, the he says a is a PP in the poop. Brain-computer interface uh, that will be crucial. That's the brain chips. He says that the UN human rights uh, panels and decrees will determine in what sense transhuman beings have rights. Genetic modification of foods and humans, genetic babies. And who will have children, that will all be determined by these central committees. Yeah. They'll decide whether you have offspring or not. Right, and, and they'll decide what your job is, too, from birth. Right. They can decide what your job is. It's, it's, like, I mean, it's like Gattaca. I don't think people understand this is what is in all the dystopian movies. <laughs> exactly. It's real, and it's here now. Didn't we do, did we do an episode on Gattaca? Yes. Because, I mean, this, this is like Gattaca meets THX 1138 yeah, yeah. meets uh, the Utopia series. He, there's even a Skynet chapter. He says that there won't even be humans in the military. It'll just be killer drones, and drones will take over uh, everything, even pilots. Like, like all, these technic- all these guys that come out and, and they espouse these ideas, it's always the same ideas, right? I mean, it's like none of these things that Klaus Schwab is... Uh, is saying none of these are new ideas. I mean, these are the World Economic Forum. It's very uh, purpose. Yeah, but he says AI is going to be so cool, dude. Oh, I know. It's going to be cool. It's going to, be, it's going to make us equal, too. It's going to help us all to be so equal, right? This is another thing to keep. To use the. Uh, sorry. You know what's funny? Um, he says what will be done away is professions like doctors, uh, linguistic. I think this is uh, people who have linguistic Teachers. skills and training and drivers. <laughs> so yeah. pilots, doctors, language experts, and drivers uh, won't exist in the future. They say the same thing here in uh, in the uh, the newer. Well, it's it's basically. It seems like this is just an addendum to his uh, his other book, but COVID nineteen: The Great Reset by Schwab um, has a lot of the same ideas in here, but takes a few of them even further. Let me let me read a couple super chats, and then we'll get back to the. Uh, Old Schwabby boy, Bigot X Machina. That's a good name. There you go. Bigot X Machina donates 15 bucks. Thank you very much. You are winning the stream. You're the least bigoted person here. And uh, these streams happen because of you guys, because of your sponsorship through these uh, these super chats. And the best way to do it is through Streamlabs. So thank you, Je- uh, I'm sorry. Thank you. What was it? Bigot X Machina says, The milk of Zebuma shall be plentiful and engorge the valley with victorious spillings. The milk of Zebuma. <laughs> The boomer fluids, the, the, the gender fluids of the boomer. 
will fill the valleys. Der Boomer! Milk der Boomer! Milk der Boomer! That's the chant of the, the, the party. When the party gets together, we all milk the engorged milkers and chant the Del Boomer chat. Duff. 4580. Duff 4580 donated five bucks says, Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Gen Z Philosophy donated five bucks says, uh, Y'all should review On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Interesting stabby plot. Any other Bond film relating to technocracy? Spectre. Uh, yeah, Jessica and I watched that actually last night. We finished it last night. And I, I thought it was really good. It was actually a good movie, uh, On Her Majesty's Secret Yeah, that's Secret the Service. George Lazenby outlier edition, but it's still, it's still good. Uh, it's and let's not forget, everyone, that my original book. Esoteric Hollywood came out in 2016-17 as an entire 60-70 page section on Bond films and how they predict the future, including Moonraker, including Spectre, and many, many more, including, I think I mentioned and go through Diamonds of Forever. There you go. So I have been saying this for many, many years that Moonraker, Diamonds of Forever, Spectre, uh, they're, they're, all, they're all real. People to say, by the way, how many times did I get called crazy? And then well, here we are with yeah. dudes literally wearing Blofeld outfits all over the TV screens across the world saying the Blofeld shit literally from the bottom. The problem is does the problem that we have is not globalization. The problem is lack of global governance. Klaus Schwab. That's Klausy boy Wait, there. You watch Moonraker, dude, and see what Drax says. Yeah, the, uh, the the Her Majesty's Secret Service was pretty good. The uh, I could it's funny like some of these scenes that now would be twenty seconds will be like four minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the editing styles are so different, but uh, and the the chase scenes are really funny the way they're shot. But some of those shots in the chase scenes looked really uh really well done. But yeah, I look, I look forward to that episode. Grab my book. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Where can they get that book? That book. Esoteric. Well, if you want, if you're looking to, uh, if you're new to us, and, and you're one of the few people that doesn't have my book or books, everyone's got it. Today's analysis, and there's the shop, and of course you get signed copies. Everybody asks me this every Christmas. Do you still have signed copies? They're all signed copies. So every copy that you get from me, not from Amazon, don't buy it from Blofeld number seventeen Bezos. Buy it from me. Yeah. Uh, by the way, have you noticed that he dresses like Blofeld too? Oh, how come all of these zillionaire, billionaire, well, they, they literally dress up like Blofeld? Have you noticed? Hillary does it. Hillary dresses like Blofeld? Yes. Bezos yes. does it. Look at his, look at this. Look at his sash and his medal he gave himself. I will give myself medals of honor. That looks like some Templar shit. It does. It does. I don't have the other one where he's looking all uh, all satanic. With his, uh... Okay, so here's what I covered in my 007. I covered Diamonds Are Forever and how that relates to the elite and this that we're seeing now. I covered Moonraker. I covered uh, all of the new Bond films uh, and how that all... By the way, Quantum of Solace, if you don't remember... The villain in Quantum of Solace is ripping off everybody with a big eco scan. Oh, yeah. His name is yep. Mr. Green. Yep. And he says, most famous line in the film, we don't care if dictators are capitalists, communists, Marxists, fascists. He says, we work with whoever works for us. So, anyway, I cover in, I don't know, about 70... In like 30 pages, like 
all of these bond elements, uh, and there's a lot more, by the way. I could have written a whole other book just on the bond stuff, but maybe I should still. Uh, you could write a whole book just on predictive programming and the bond stories because they all have it, all of them. So mm-hmm. anyway, but that's all in Esoteric Hollywood 1. Yeah, no, the, you know, it's fascinating is the way these people just publish exactly what they're doing. When you read a book like the uh, COVID-19, The Great Reset by Klaus Schwab, this is what they publish for us, right? For they, they publish this so that we could see it. Now, this is out in public. They tell us what they're going to do. Yet people still say, oh, no, that's ridiculous. There's no such thing as a Great Reset. I mean, even the New York Times, they'll gaslight and say, this is a, uh, this is a conspiracy right. theory. As it comes out and they publicly talk about it you can still go read all of the great reset articles uh, all over the mainstream media they say there is no great reset yep there's a great reset but there's no great reset no it doesn't exist that's that's conspiracy theory that's actual gaslighting not the vegan uh bullshit idea that if you disagree with them you're gaslighting well it's just it's so fascinating how they all spawn around the same time right you had the club of rome right which is 1968 the club of rome founded 1968 1971 World Economic Forum, 1973, the Trilateral Commission, right? But Schwab has been involved in a lot of these other groups. Now, I'm not sure if he was directly involved in Club of Rome, but he was involved heavily in the, uh, the Sustainable Development Goals Agenda 21 meetings and the, uh, and the Rio Summit. So Schwab has been around these circles for a really long time. Like he's been, he's been in, the, uh, in these uh, think tanks and whatnot, pushing this stuff for a long time, and as well as uh, so is the guy that wrote his book with him. When you read their publications, they'll talk about, they'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. But then there seems to be like a whole other layer of, uh, you know, uh, of information that perhaps like the men, the members will be privy to, right? So I've got a, I've got a list here. In 2011, um, the annual membership cost was fifty two thousand dollars for an individual member, right? That was 2011. A industry partner, right? That cost. $263,000, okay? That's for becoming an industry partner in the World Economic Forum. You can also become a, what is called a strategic partner. Remember, this is 2011. Who knows what the price is now? A strategic partner for $527,000, right? An admission fee just to go to Davos is $20,000 per person, yeah, so 2014, they raised it. They raised it. So it went up 20%. The cost of a strategic partner went from $523,000 to $628,000. So half a million dollars to become a strategic partner, right? So you become a partner of the World Economic Forum. What do you think you get, Jay? You think you get like a, like a keychain or something? Maybe a, like, a, like a WEF lollipop or perhaps, perhaps like two copies of Klaus Schwab's book? What do you think you get for half a million dollars as a membership, as a corporate member or a business partner? You get uh, three vouchers for uh, free flyer miles on Epstein's aircraft, uh, and you get one harem of boomers. One boomer harem. It's just crazy. Like, I can't believe people are – these corporations are paying such exorbitant fees to just become a, a member of this, right? So then – so considering that, and then you look at the things that they publish for us, right? So here's from the introduction of COVID-19, The Great Reset book by Klaus Schwab. Radical changes of such consequence are coming that some pundits have referred to a before coronavirus, BC, and after coronavirus, AC, era, right? So I mean, another one of these kind of blasphemous um, 
ways of putting it. We will continue to be surprised by both the rapidity and unexpected nature of these changes. So they tell you, oh, it's going to be unexpected. Well, unexpected for us, right? It's going to be unexpected for the people who suddenly have these stupid arbitrary rules foisted on them. But it's not necessarily going to be unexpected to people like Klaus Schwab. So he goes on, he says, uh, As they conflate with each other, they will provoke second, third, fourth, and more order consequences, cascading effects, and unforeseen outcomes. In so doing, they will shape a new normal, radically different from the one we will be progressively leaving behind. Many of our beliefs and assumptions about what the world could or should look like will be shattered in the process. So these people are expecting for each one of these little changes implemented by lockdown, right? So the whole book here, this is not about COVID. It's not about how, how to fight a disease. This is about how lockdown is going to socially, physically, uh, psychologically, and, um, and culturally affect us, right? And, and of course, economically. So it, they're expecting second, third, and even fourth order consequences, each one of those orders of consequences becoming further removed from the initial stimulus, being more and more confusing and strange to people like us, an unexpected change, right? So this is how they map these things out, right? They have the end goal in mind, which is, you know, brave new world total technocracy. There are many different ways that it can play out. But they've been gaming this stuff, and they tell you right here they've been gaming this stuff and thinking of second, third, fourth, and more order consequences to their actions, whereas they keep the plebs, they keep the people in the lower rungs, the latter, just reacting to the insanity constantly. So it's um, – I don't know. I mean how, how does – how culturally can people stand up to this? When these technocrats have three, four, five steps mapped out ahead and already planned a lot of these things out – um, what what can people do, and what can people actually actually do to stop this? Shit? Well, you get a boomer decoder ring, and you trust the plan. That's true. You get well the storm. So think, there's it. a storm coming, right? I, and you just trust the storm plan. Uh, so what I would say is, uh, I, I put out a thing today. I mean, that's a great question about how to prepare. And I, I said, here's seven points that I would say: become orthodox. Get into keto, keto carnivore uh, diet, as Tristan and Michaela Peterson and uh, others, Jordan, have uh, convinced me of eventually. Uh, begin to read books. Uh, cut out a lot of that internet time. Uh, try to invest in Bitcoin, land, and gold if you can. Uh, I would cut, out, cut down on unhealthy things like drinking alcohol because you're going to be a lot more productive the less uh, that you drink. And I would leave the big cities. So those are some uh, easy, easy steps that you could yeah. take. Uh, stop supporting the big box stores. Stop supporting yes. the, the uh, Fortune 100, Fortune 500. That's a great way to vote with your dollars, so to speak. Yeah. So all of those are easy things that you can start to do now on your own. And as you transform, you really can transform people around you. So that, those are those are the things I would say right off to fight this. Um the more self-sufficient you can be, the more you can be, uh, as, as I said, out of the cities and, you know, growing your own food, uh, self-sufficient farm or whatever. I mean, if, if you can do that, not everybody can, but if you can, that's definitely the, I mean, you're a model for this, Tristan, you, you've made all the right wise moves. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of, a, I was behind the game on a lot of that stuff. I did eventually get to the city, I mean, to the country, uh, and, you know, tried to invest in things that were wise investments for where the future's going. And, of course, keeping in, in mind that the spiritual investment is the most important. There you go. Yeah. 
when you said I was a model, I was kind of like got a little butterflies. I thought you were saying I was like looking really good or something, but I. I mean, I know that there are, you know, there's lumberjack models for flannel shirts that exist somewhere. So in that sense, you could be a model. But, um, you know, I mean, how many Paul Bunyan models do we need? I gotta go, guys. Bye. It's been a good stream. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so crazy reading this book. Like, this is just the introduction, right? Epidemics throughout history have proven to be a force for lasting and often radical change, sparking riots causing population clashes and military defeats, but also triggering innovations, redrawing national boundaries, and often paving the way for revolutions. Outbreaks forced empires to change course. There is nothing new about confinement and lockdowns imposed upon much of the world to manage COVID-19. They have been common practice for centuries, right? It's like, oh, this is just normal, right? This is good. Check this out. The earliest... Yeah, Let me sure. just finish this one in the book because this, this, you're going to really like this. This is a doozy. The earliest forms of confinement came with the quarantines instituted in an effort to contain the Black Death that between 1347 and 1351 killed about a third of all Europeans. Coming from the word quaranta, which means 40 in Italian, the idea of confining people for 40 days originated without the authorities really understanding what they wanted to contain, but the measures were one of the first forms of institutionalized public health that helped legitimize the accretion of power by the modern state. The period of 40 days was no medical foundation, it was chosen for symbolic and religious reasons. Both the Old and New Testaments often refer to the number 40 in the context of purification. In particular, the 40 days of Lent and 40 days of flood in Genesis. The spread of infectious diseases has a unique ability to fuel fear, anxiety, and mass hysteria. In so doing, as we have seen, it also challenges our social cohesion and collective capacity, of course, collective capacity to manage a crisis. Epidemics are by nature divisive and traumatizing. What we are fighting against is invisible. Our family, friends, and neighbors may all become sources of infection. Those everyday rituals that we cherish, like meeting a friend in a public place, may become a vehicle for transmission. So you can't even go in public anymore. It's too dangerous. And the authorities that try to keep us safe by enforcing confinement measures are often perceived as agents of oppression. Throughout history, the importance and recurring pattern has been to search for scapegoats and place the blame firmly on the outsider. So here you go again. So if, you're, if, you're, uh, if you don't like lockdowns, you just must be some racist, hateful anti-Semite who wants to find a uh, scapegoat, right? If you don't want lockdowns, you must be a hateful bigot, and you're going to oppress the poor elite who just want to help you. Um, man, it's just—it's all right there. Imagine being that dumb, to, you know, to really believe that. They've, I mean, they're gonna—I mean, dude—they're gonna—I, I, from what I've seen over the last year. They're not that far away from having mothers and fathers turning their children in for thought crimes. And children turning in parents for thought crimes. I almost turned my kids in for thought crimes today, twice. And I'm like, they're pretty cool kids. They just Right. I mean, if there was an option to turn you in for fashion crime, I would have already done that a long time ago in terms of your, you know, your flannels and your... Because I incite, cause I incite your, you to lust. Tank tops and your flannels, but yeah. that's not yet an option. However, um, I did send an email to Klaus today saying that we should sort of ban this this uh, toxic lumberjack masculinity that's going around. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I um, 
I think I think you may be you may be a little bit bitter because I'm inciting you to lust, my friend, with my with my beautiful my beautiful fashion. Let me just I'll button I'm gonna button the top one for you. I'll be there. We go. Now now amplify brown voices. Now I'm Mexican. There we go. I'm trying to do the best soy face I can. Yeah, you don't have to really change it much. You just do normal. Just do normal. You do the normal soy face, man. <laughs> Resting. You like more chips and soy. Resting soy face. That's what hey, what's up, AC? Here, we got a couple Not more. Look at Tristan. Yo, Tristan. Tristan over there doing a lowrider. You are so far removed from Mexican voices in... in Tristan, nah, dude. You, when's the last time you heard a, a Mexican... Well, I grew up in San Diego, man. You think I don't know... Dude. You're in Tennessee, no. dude. You haven't heard a Mexican Yo, dude, talk. I you haven't heard a Mexican Diego, talk in dude. years. You, you don't even know what a Mexican sounds like anymore. You're in Tennessee, man. I grew up in San Diego, man. Go find, go find a Puerto Rican to try to imitate. You don't, you don't even know any Mexicans in Tennessee. Not even, there's three Mexicans in the whole state of Tennessee. Well, you look like... You look like Cholo Mr. Clean, dude. That's what you look like. Cholo Mr. Clean. You look like you look like Corey Feldman got off the opioids. <laughs> <laughs> you, look, you look like a slightly healthier Corey Feldman. <laughs> you look like you look like every bald dude that hates me. You look like the Kurgan and <laughs> Stefan Molyneux and all of those dudes all wrapped up together in one. That's what you look like, bro. You look like a less gay David Wilcock. A less gay what? Less gay David Wilcock. <laughs> you even shared actually, a wardrobe with him. I actually wore his suit, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's what I, I heard you did more than just that. That's why, that's why this, you got the name Super Spreader. It felt a little weird down there in my privy region. The privy. suit on. In the previous. Alright, the real Cooter Brown donated five dollars and twenty-five cents. The real Cooter Brown, thank you very much for the super chat. Uh says, uh, do y'all feel like we're on track to hit a critical mass of people who will stand up against this and resist it in a significant way? I've been feeling pretty good about it myself. Interesting to hear your takes. Keep up the good work and God bless. What do you think about that? Jim? It seems like a yes. And then it's like I go back and forth. I feel like there's a lot of people that are becoming aware of this stuff and understand what's going on. And then something will happen like a week later where I feel like everybody forgot what they were aware of and go, went back to sleep. Uh, that's yeah. the battle where, where it's like we're at a point where, you know, Alex is making that analogy of people waking up and then kind of going back to sleep. That's sure. what I feel like is going on because – it's so obvious what's happening, but then people are having a hard time processing it and they don't want it to be the case. Yeah. And as things get crazier and crazier, they're going to be forced to come to grips with that and process it or buy double down and buy further into the system. So I'm very hopeful. Um, there is massive resistance and awakening, but the other thing too is that they knew there would be a lot of resistance. Exactly. So. That's what they talk about here. I mean, they're saying that you know, third, fourth, yeah. and fifth magnitude changes that are going to be planned for. And I'm thinking, you know, those those five hundred thousand dollar a year memberships that these huge corporations and banks are paying to become members of the World Economic Forum, they might be, you know, maybe thinking some of these situations out. That and, and you know, is it, <laughs> this is what these think tanks do. So I I don't think it. I think really it's in the hands of God, right? Like this is not – these people, they're building a house of cards on a foundation of sand um, and it, it, it's not going to stand. 
then the question gets the question becomes how miserable will they try to make it for for most people and how quickly will they try to implement it i i don't know i think i think uh ultimately there is hope not in the worldly sense uh but there's hope with god and if we have faith in god and we uh you know we do our best to repent and and come to terms with with the truth and with reality I think it'll become more and more clear what we can do. Now, I do see people opening their businesses and saying no. People doing civil disobedience and saying, you know, F you, we're not going to close our business down. There's a guy in Toronto with a brisket or a barbecue place. So, uh, um, yeah, shout out to the uh, the barbecue. But you were, still, you were still out there shooting shots for your OnlyFans without a mask. You didn't even care. I don't, yeah, I, I, uh, my, all my cam stuff, all my cam work, my cam girl work, I, I don't wear a mask at all. Sometimes I wear a mask, but, like, it's in a... It's in a tastful way, but not yeah, on my face. I mean, do you consider yourself an artist or a cam guy? I've always wondered. What I, I consider myself a, a cam a cam boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, is it artistically done or is it? Like... So I say they're artistically and tastefully done when I like describe them to friends and family, but um, you're gonna have to make that decision for yourself. Okay, and that's four ninety five a month to make uh, that decision. Four hundred, four hundred ninety five. Whoa, okay. Yeah, this is where we're like top tier. <laughs> top tier only fans. That's some valuable privy members that you've got there. That's right. J- James1054 donates two ninety nine through Super Chat. Through the wrong type of Super Chat. Through the Super Chat that YouTube gets a cut of. But we still thank you, James. Says you must reduce the number of feet. Oh, it's so simple. Sadhguru has the answer. You want to reduce the human population, the human carbon footprint? Reduce the number of feet. And it uh, seems like Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum have that on the plate and that's why they're calling us essentials and non-essentials which i want to talk about that next with you jay the uh, the essentials versus the non-essentials i can't believe that this is even i got, yeah. I got a joke don't don't say what, it don't say it what do you call uh <laughs> a fat guy who brings you presents to depopulate you and who also has an OnlyFans account vegan gains Klaus Schlong. <laughs> Get it? Klaus Santa Schlong. Klaus? I will be putting out my mm-hmm. new video, my new my new video, my private farm will be called the Klaus Schwab Super Spreaders. We will find the best specimens of all the women's and we will we will put them on full display. We will have a Christmas super spreader uh, calendar, advent calendar inside will be vegan chocolates. They are made with lab grown Breast milk from Bill Gates' laboratory. He put he put breast milk from Ellen DeGeneres, and he also put Greta Thunberg breast milk. It genetically modified. It is zero cruelty, and all of the chocolates in the super spreader advent calendar uh, will be will all be gluten free as well. Gen Z philosophy. How dare oh, you? Excuse you. How dare humanity? How dare you? Gen Z philosophy. How dare you, Zoomer? Sends five bucks. Thank you, Gen Z. Uh, says, how could you, how could either of you point me towards a good resource about geoengineering? I'm totally ignorant on the topic. Well, there's something that's been kind of scrubbed from Google. You remember how different it was to research geoengineering in 2006, 7, and 8? Now it's like, I mean, it's... Shit, just look up the uh, Scientific American or for, I forget what Scientific American or Wired talking about Bill Gates is going to block the sun to save you from the global warming. And also look up the uh, the Teller, 
the Edward Teller patents. Right? Right. A few, the best, yeah. You're going to want to go to primary sources, like the, oh, owning the weather by 2025, weather right. as a force multiplier by the U.S. Air Force and Defense right. Department. Uh, look up owning the weather by 2025. That's primary document right there, military. Now, there was a great uh, documentary that's probably been removed, but you can find it elsewhere other than uh, here. And it's called Chemtrails of Secret War. It's an Italian doc- well-made Italian documentary. I remember that so one. So you can go find that somewhere online. I think I just found it. Yeah, I, I had to scroll down um, about 20 entries on YouTube, and it pops up, Kim Jones, The Secret War. Uh, and uh, that's what I would recommend. It's a good overall overview that's well-made and well-done. It's amazing that it's gone from, no, that's a crazy conspiracy theory, to... It's oh, like Klaus's book. Right. <laughs> it went from it's a crazy conspiracy theory to it's a crazy conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah, and there's a bunch of patents and the government and corporations have been doing it for a long time. And then it went to it's a crazy conspiracy theory, but Bill Gates is going to do it to save the planet. And now just nobody talks about it. Yeah, it's what they always do where they, they'll, they're doing it as they announce it and then deny it. Yeah. It's the gaslighting they're doing right now with uh, Great Reset. Same thing they've done. I mean, if you, if you follow this stuff for, 15, 20 years like I have, you're used to watching that happen. Anytime they're doing something, they're also gaslighting and uh, saying that it doesn't happen. And that fools about mm, 60, 70% of the idiot public. It says right here they're not doing it. <laughs> As they say they're doing it. I mean, uh-uh, because it says they aren't doing it. <laughs> right. I, I snopes it. It's just a conspiracy theory. Don't worry. Don't worry at all. All right. Um... Let's see. One more. Let me let's let's watch this clip from Klaus. We'll finish up with Klausy, Klausy boy here talking about what will be the impact of the fourth industrial revolution, and then I want to talk about a little bit more about the depopulation and this this thing that we're seeing now, the essentials and the non-essentials, which is really concerning to me. I've been I've been bitching and crying about this craziness for a long time now, and uh, I want to talk about that and get your perspective on that. But let's hear what will be the impact of this fourth industrial revolution. Um, our our new global Fuhrer, Klaus Schwab. The fourth industrial revolution will have uh, multifold impacts. Of course, every industry will be digitalized, will be disintermediated, and has to define a new business model. But it's not only business which is affected, it's government which has to move over to agile government, it is society as a whole, with the danger of uh, job losses, but also with the need to reskill and upskill people uh, fast. Uh, so there is an impact on society. So uh, we will have to prepare very well for this revolution. And I feel that the Asian countries with a relatively young population uh, can manage and master this revolution easier compared to other countries in the world. Um, What is particularly important is the educational system. Uh, We have to change the educational system, which is still very much anchored. Even in the 19th century, uh, we have to adapt it to the need to change continuously, for example, so the new educational system has not only been 
aiming at uh, developing digital capabilities and I should add ethical norms that it also has to be based on a lifelong educational system. Told you. Wow. Lifelong education system. The first half of the book is to brainwash everyone throughout their whole life. Mm-hmm. That's what he's, the whole thing is about a new covenant. It's a new covenant. A new social basically. contract is another word, way of saying so that. It can... a, new, a new ethic, and it's the uh, um, changing images of man type of view. Mm-hmm. Yep. A new ethic, a new man. Remember, we believe that man is made in the image and likeness of God. Well, they're going to tell us something different, right? These people don't believe that. They have a very different, radically different view fundamentally of how the world works, what we are, where we come from, where we should go. What is right and wrong, right? They believe in might makes right, quite literally. They believe in the natural order, the natural law. They think that they are the tip of the spear of evolution, and therefore it's their right to dominate and subject all of us to their will, right? Because if they can just exert their will over the whole of the cosmos, then they can, in this you know insane like Gnostic ideology, bring about a utopia, bring about a global super state, a global utopia, and have net zero carbon emissions, right? Net zero. So they're telling us, on one hand, they're telling us the pandemic is, tell, is, uh, is forcing us to shut down the economy. We just have to shut down the economy. And those are the first few chapters of this are just like, this is inevitable. It's all we can do. We have to do it. It's good. Of course, in the intro, they, they talk about the social um, repercussions of this and Obviously, those social repercussions are of major benefit to people like Klaus Schwab, of major benefit to Walmart, Amazon, uh, the Federal Reserve, the European Bank, the IMF, the World Bank, right? These, these international banks, these bankers, these corporations are making huge profit on this stuff. And then, um, of course, their whole worldview is based on... Radically different. You want to come at me if you're going to talk about natural law, then you better come at me. Step to me, you pussy. We haven't gotten that one yet. We need the Mark Passio. You guys, we need more super chats through the Streamlabs so we can get the Mark Passio funny uh, transition, or what's it called? The, uh, the notification. So support the All stream. All I see right now is a large for JJ so- speaking to me. Step to me now, or else. Bear, Bear Roots Farmer, here we go. Let's see Let's see which one this one. I, I had the alerts turned off for a second. Let's see if we get... Yeah, I'm half your size. Uh, oh, no, wait a minute. I'm far bigger and far stronger than you. That's Klaus's son, Hench Herbivore, his British offspring. Come at me! Come at me! That's my favorite one, where he's got the juice. Yeah. Like a big, a big Come dramatic. see how strong I am on a vegan diet! <laughs> what the... I ha- there's like a, a six minute long video of him spazzing out from that stream that's really funny Bear Roots Farmer donates 10 bucks says this is to make sure Jay doesn't try to tell another joke oh you're being you're getting ripped on Bear Roots Farmer just said my heart is hurt don't be don't make fun of Jay come Jay. at me bro come at me come on Bear Roots Farmer alright thank you for the super chat thank you for that super chat but yeah so so everything, all oh, every aspect of life, education, right? Now, this is something we see here as uh, they, they want digital education for all the children. They want them all on iPads and iPhones. They want them all online. They want them all monitored by these devices, right? And they don't want them getting together in groups. If you can create a culture where it's normalized that people never get together in, in groups together, where they're even afraid, right? If they pathologized getting, you know, any group could be seen as a threat. 
Any group is a super spreader. A super spreader event could be happening if 10 or more people get together. Right? This, this is how you prevent there ever being populist uprisings, ever being a, a backlash against these uh, self-proclaimed elite. Like, how, do you think the, uh, what do you think about this new social contract that they're, that they're bringing about? How, how are they going to try to bring this about? And how uh, do you think this will be effective? Do you think they can keep people social distance like they want to forever? And this is what they say in this book, in COVID-19, The Great Reset. They said, we got to keep social distancing and doing all this stuff forever. And we're never going back to normal. You think they can do right, this? So it's an attack on basic human functioning. Yeah. And that's obvious to atomize everybody, right? So it's extreme alienation, atomization. Which causes death, Ugh. right? Which makes you die. That's how old people die. Oh, man. <laughs> I've been snorting hot peppers with Mark Pazio getting angry and it made me sneeze. So the kids call it these days? Sorry, hold on. Okay. All right, we just, uh, yeah, so he, you're going to have a COVID, you're going to have a mandatory COVID test after that sneeze, Jay. I got to, sorry, I just, I just told the, uh, the Rockefeller Foundation they're going to send over their contact tracing core. There's another one. That's two sneezes. Two sneezes. Bill Gates, are you counting? Two That's of those. Karanka confirmed right there. Two sneeze. Right. Two legged. We got a bipedal bioweapon here, folks. Double sneezing. No mask in his house, too. Freaking so, so dangerous. By the way, my joke was bad on purpose. I think people, you have a lot of boomers in your chat that they think that jokes are going to be these kind of like, you know, a, a priest, a rabbi, and a, uh, you know. Right. A, a gay guy walk into a bar and they're discussing breasts. That's no, all of Jay's jokes, they all suck on purpose. That's the thing. This yes, is like, that's, exactly. the, that's the joke. It's, it's, intentional, the, it's intentional, so it's meta and it's above all the boomers' heads. I don't understand that. Exactly, exactly. It's like, it's like my fashion set. It's like my, uh, my outfits. You know, oh, they, you're doing ironic. It's ironic. I dress ironically. Uh, just <laughs> Okay, well, now I approve of it because that's, you know, that's millennial yeah, hipster know. and... It's ironic. That's acceptable, but cringe. It's cringe. If you were legit trying to <laughs> be a cholo, a, a lumberjack cholo. Actually, a lumberjack cholo is kind of badass. Now I'm rethinking that, dude. You, you, you just said you love you love my my lumberjack cholo steez. You love it. Don't you're gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna go buy ten flannels and next every single stream every time every time I see you, you're gonna be wearing a flannel from now on. You're gonna hey, grow a beard. Hey, hey, I got a I got a whole car. It's a lowrider, and it's made out of wood, bro. Like I made a whole car out of wood, bro, and it's freaking like it's a it's a it's a sweet lowrider, dude. We got it pimped out, man. And in the back, in the trunk, is nothing but pancakes. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's like a lot of pancakes because lumberjacks makes me think of pancakes, bro. So if if I'm a cholo lumberjack, then that's what I'm sporting. Come on, man. I just give you the rope, man. That's all that's I do. That's not a bad. I give you the rope, and you just and you just keep you just that's keep yanking it. That's not a bad voice. It. What are you talking about? That's not a bad. I'm voice. telling you, man. You could go find some Puerto Ricans and just just listen a little bit. You need to you need to listen to brown voices more, Jay. Jay, I know you automatically. I know because I, Jay, can you stop interrupting? Let me speak. Can you just let me speak for once in my life, Jay? I know you don't listen when brown people speak. Right, I know you see exactly. This is what he, this is what he does. This is what he does every time. I know you don't listen when brown people like me. I'm a trans Mexican. Brown people speak. So um, maybe if you just stop, you know, just chill out with the 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 down 
what would, what would you call it? The um, the toxic so masculinity. You can't just identify as Cholo, bro. You can't just do it. My goodness, Jay. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. So, someone said, Jay, stop it. A Mexican is speaking now. Yeah, exactly. I tried I tried that. It doesn't work. He's so full of, of white supremacy. It's My low rider is made out of wood that I chopped down myself, and we put all the pancakes in the bag, bro. It's not sustainable, Jay. You can't just cut down wood for no reason. Wood used to be trees, and trees are the nipples of Gaia, okay? You told your mom to make pancakes in the shape of the nipples of Gaia. That's what I think, bro. Yo, yo, yo! I heard, uh, I heard Klaus Schwab says your mom's a super, super spreader, eh? <laughs> Klaus Schwab says <laughs> he got this. He got the term super spreader hey, for Jay's mom. Rico Schwab, Rico Schwab. <laughs> what are you guys doing? What is the chat doing? Why aren't you hitting your thumb? There should be so many thumbs up. And they're not so many thumbs up. What are your What is your problem? This is well. They know that you're trying to come at my jokes, and it's it's not. A, you know, when you cut down my jokes, it's not an audience. Dude, I, I read a super chat. Do you want me to do? Well, you want me to, maybe you need. Do to, I have to censor? Go back to cutting down trees in your lumberjack outfit and stop trying to cut me down, bro. Speaking of cutting down, you just interrupted a brown person again. He's pulling the race card. And he's not even that race. Dude, I am that race. Look at my button, you idiot. Ta button. Always snap. Bro, I can do that too, man. I can do that too for you. <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, what up, Ese? Yo, I'm here. Yo, what up? I'm here. What are their games? I don't even know. What What's up, man? Are. I'm here with the I'm here with the homie Jay Dyer. We're talking about like all these Honestly, all these homies. Jay Jay's over there with his hyena. He's over there with his hyena up in the up in like Tennessee or whatever, man. Uh, we're here. We're talking about like the gray reset, like this big white fool, Klaus Schwab. Button, if you button your top button, you're either a psycho, like a white dude psychopath, or you're David Lynch. Or you're a cholo. Or you're a person who who doesn't let buttons go to waste. Maybe you're resourceful. Maybe you're somebody. An maybe you. Uh, hello. Maybe you like Amish the. People, Amish people don't even do this top button, and they're very resourceful. <laughs> they're not. They don't waste anything. Look, dude. Here, the native in Ecuador, us natives, we we use. We don't let any We don't let Why any go to waste. Us that you move to Ecuador one more time. We don't, we don't, here in Ecuador, us know. us native us native Ecuadorians. You, oh, let me guess, you're an expat. Us brown people. Us brown. Why you remind us again. Us brown people. We don't let we we don't let we we don't let any go to waste. When we kill a buffalo here in Ecuador, we we let we use the whole animal. Right when we harvest our flannels from the the cotton plants. We use the whole thing. We don't. We use all the buttons. Yeah, right. We're not like you, you white people who just like want to buy a bunch of plastic stuff and throw it in landfills and shit. Hmm. Okay, and then you with that top button, you kind of seems like you're culturally appropriating, but that's okay. Maybe you're just amplifying brown voices with it, and I, I think that's okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> it just never ends, does it? All right. Well, so we had some people asking about like what uh, are people going to push back? Did you see what was going on like France last couple of days? Paris today? No, actually, I didn't. Oh, this, that... Look at that. Paris today. Bunch of people. And these are people that are the media says these are. I'm sure they'll call them conspiracy theorists, um, hateful bigot Greta. Bigot. Yeah, Greta and Grandma haters. Here you go. Here's um, 
in the UK, they had some, not riots, but protests, right? Uh, here's, this is a good clip. Check out this guy. There we go. Woo! <laughs> he runs off. Police couldn't couldn't find that one, but there I've seen a lot of clips. Here we go. LAPD's having to guard the home of LA Mayor Eric Garcetti. Um, let's see the stormtroopers in front of the house here. Oh wow! Okay. I wish we could see the crowd. I, yeah, why would you not show the crowd? It sounded like it was at least 100 people or so. It sounded pretty big. Um, I mean, there's there's been some, like, police repression, uh, of course. I haven't seen this clip yet. This might be, I don't know, this might be kind of sad, but he's a, got an old man here. Let's see what he... However, I'm here for a COVID protest, um, and there's lots of other people protesting the same thing in this area. Um, as I'm sure you know, under the current uh, health protection coronavirus regulations, any protest with two or more people. Any <laughs> he can't protest with two or more people. <laughs> if it was just him alone, he could protest. That's fine. If you're all alone, that's okay. Well, it was just a protest with one body, sir. Only like... one body alone. <laughs> I don't get this. Um, so people, people are starting to uh, to push back a little bit. Check this out, though, dude. All right, so. Qantas. Did you hear there was this uh, company, the uh, International yep. Flights? They said that you're going to have to prove. And he's a World Economic Forum member, the CEO. Of yeah. course. So his company, I'm sure they paid, what was it, 500 something thousand dollars to become a member of the World Economic Forum. Qantas was saying that you're going to need to prove your vaccination status, your COVID status, before you fly internationally. And a lot of people were saying, this is crazy. We don't want to do this. Of course, Jay, you and I were talking about this back in March, how this is how they'll do it, how they'll roll it out through insurance companies and they'll say, if you want to go to work, if you want to have any employees, you got to do testing like this. They can ramp up testing whenever they want, make it appear like there's more cases. So, um, by the way, that top button, what do you think? You got like a review on it? Like you, you converted? I see you, you kept it. I'm just trying to speak to you, you know, according to your heritage <laughs> yeah, my traditions. Yeah, Good thank you. make you happy, you feel comfortable. I feel so, that's what I'm saying. I, I want feel, this to be a safe, safe space. I feel like we're bonding. I feel like we're really bonding right now. Sorry. Um, uh, we were we James just, bonding when we were talking about Blofeld. That's right. Okay. Blofeld does the top button too. That's another. I forgot you could do the. I'm saying, man, this is I'm. This is like a high society thing. You could be uh, James Bond. Or you could be Blofeld. You could be a Cholo. You could be David Lynch, or you could be a. Uh, nerdy white psychopath. So, all right. So, Qantas, Qantas. Look at this guy. This guy, little Blofeld wannabe. He's not. He's not like Blofeld level yet. He's kind of like. Uh, he's just a Spectre henchman. But um, mm. yeah, let's see. Let's see what what these people have to say to him. Since I've been here to announce the. Oh. Oh. Emerging from backstage, a man in a suit who grabbed Mr. Joyce and smashed a pie into his face. I don't know what that was about. Excuse me. Uh, that, that was a terror attack. Right. 
How long is like, the I call this a terror attack. Right. right. Uh, it's a terror attack. But this is what they're going to do, man. I mean, they're, all right. So we've got we've got the essentials and the non-essentials, right? They've already said, look, you're not essential, right? Me and Jay, not essential. Uh, Walmart employees, totally essential, right? Uh, abortion doctors, totally essential. Cancer checkups, dialysis checkups, not club, essential. only fans, liquor yes. stores, right? Right. Cam girls, essential. Uh, um, you keep going on, going on and on, but there's no. You can't go to church, right? You can't, uh, you can't travel, you can't do any of these things. And um, yeah, I don't know. Pe- people do seem like they're pissed. I don't know if that was. Let's see. Pop stars are essential too, right? Pop star, oh, oh, for sure, man. Hollywood's essential in California. Right. Newsom said that Hollywood is not subject to the lockdowns. Right. Good. Yes. <laughs> right. The, the good, the, the good grown-ups there. So it's funny, like I, I don't I don't really know how they're gonna frame this pie in the face. Let me look it up. Pie in face. Would I be a good dictator? I think I'd be. I think I have a I mean if you have to ask, no. You, you wouldn't. I have a no, I have a telling vegans that they've been brainwashed. He's actually just one. I have a dictator physique in jawline, I think. Dictator's physique, yeah, your your physique's uh, shaped like a dick and a potato. Friggin' Oh, Dictator, you got a dictator physique. Look, your physique is like like a like a dick topped with a with a big fat potato. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I can't decide if that was the worst joke I've ever heard. Or oh, this is all right. So this is old, man. This this the lemon meringue pie in the face. That's an old clip. That's not new. That's not new. But it would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice if it was. That was 2017. All right, now mm-hmm. I, that that's that's pretty proper. That's like a Blofeld status. That's mm-hmm. that's how you do it. I need to do that too. Let's see if I can get this up. Mr. Bond. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work as well. I've determined that my seed shall go on into the future. And the rest of the population should die. Well, it's funny, well, I guess we, I don't want to talk too much about Blofeld now, but in... Uh, Never read Genesis 9, Mr. Bond. The, the uh, Ark. Noah's Ark. I like how Blofeld is, he's like obsessed with not eugen- well, eugenics, but also uh, um, autoimmune conditions and allergies. He's very into curing people from allergies. With finding, I'm going to use a stabby to must, cure you. I find a, a very, a very uh, delicate psychological balance must be achieved. <laughs> he's like MK Ultra plus, uh, plus... He's got that bevy of like... Pop star model chicks that yeah. he's testing on. He's a hero. He's, like, he's MK Ultra. Yeah, all of these models. Yeah, and he plays plays like looped uh, video. Here, here's here's another one in London, Jay. Let's see. London protests. So a lot of people are getting out, man. Are... That's a lot of people here. A lot of people in London. A lot of people getting out. I, I mean, what do you think the response will be? Any any predictions for? Because I think we're going to see major. I think we're going to see major unrest. A lot of populist uprisings. I think you're going to see. I mean, in France, you had the yellow vest that was going on for a long time. It kind of died down recently, but I think this may resurge. What do you think the uh, the power structure will do? I mean, I mean, do you think we got some incoming? 
uh, traumatic mass events that just happened to benefit the power elite? Or what, what do you think? Well, it's going to be really wild if the uh, E-L-E-C-T-I-O-N goes to the Supreme. And then imagine if that was reversed. Well, actually, it wouldn't be reversed because it actually hasn't. I've <laughs> been uh, well the media called things but yeah. imagine if that happened I mean then we could see like a big riot social unrest I think that's possible still in the cards as a, as a possibility um, but if it's uh, a sleepy Joe then we're going to get that dark winter and that could lead to uh, you know food shortages it could lead to economic issues um, that's going to lead to more bailout more stimulus more money printing Yet another reason, I think, to maybe have some Bitcoin hedge. Uh, it's not, I don't think that's unwise, but, you know, what do you think? The Bitcoin thing is interesting. I don't, I mean, it, I think Bitcoin's good to make, I think Bitcoin's interesting for like making some money from and then putting into real physical resources. I don't, I'm not bullish on, I mean, I don't want to live in a reality where Bitcoin is the main source of cash. Like I think the, the whole Bitcoin mining um, the Peter Thiel and Palantir type companies involving themselves in Bitcoin is really shady. And I think, uh, I don't think, like, I don't think Bitcoin's bad per se, but I do think it could be a major Trojan horse. So I think it's great to make some money on, but I'm not like long term. I don't, I'm not that bullish on it. I'm long term. I think people should be focusing on skills, land, and, and local food production. Right, if we can just you know be producing our food locally, right? being able to actually produce our own food, very important. That's what we've been focusing on. So I I would rather be putting resources into things like land, guns, ammunition, things like that. I think are important too. Well, when I obtain my Bitcoin dominance through my Bitcoin hedge fund and my Bitcoin zillions, I will simply buy you and destroy you. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm I mean, liking this. I'm liking being a villain. I kind of want to be a a Blofeld villain now. We need you. We need someone says someone get Jay a cat. You need a bald cat. I feel like I could just sit back and plot all the ways to destroy you. I, I thought that's what you're always doing. I just <laughs> I just assume that's what you're doing always, Jay. Um, but yeah, you know, I think uh, I think land land and uh, skills are really important, right? Like. I don't know. That's that's what we've been working towards. You're looking to soy coin. Trying to get, yeah, soy coin. That's, that's what's up. That's the future. That that own nothing coin. That WEF twenty thirty coin is basically it's like you get negative ten thousand percent returns on it. <laughs> um, soy coin, yeah. I think livestock, man. Livestock animals that that feed your family. That's that's something to invest in for sure. Um. But you know, I, I don't. I don't is think like a, is that a is that a live streaming site with like animals on it? Livestock. Live it's Overstock.com. It's where the Overstock.com does the, the dopest live streams. Livestock.com, dude. Overstock.com live streams. The cow channel is a fucking bomb, dude. Dude, I do. I'm, I'll, I'll be looking at. I'll be looking at like pictures. Dude, that would be a hit. Pictures of Livestock.com. Just just have a camera just on cows and sheep and That's people a, could virtually pretend that they're farmers. Well the World Economic Forum they wanna they wanna actually put RFID chips on all your all your cows <laughs> and all your sheep. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Only farms. That's good. Alright, here we go. We got uh, so I guess the cops are arresting people in London, but 
The, the police are saving you from the, the deadly virus right here by dogpiling on a guy. But don't worry, they're, they're wearing a mask while they dogpile on this dude. Healthy, doesn't it? It's all about they're, This is actually, this is part of the healing of the Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. This is, a, this is actually a peaceful demonstration and people are embracing the police and they're all, they're all super happy that Trump's gone for good. Uh, I mean, this is this is really shitty to see. Look at all these cops, though. They're surrounded. There's a lot more people than there are police. That UK or Australia? It's UK. It's like London somewhere. Live in London, anti-lockdown protests, yeah. <laughs> That's racism, man. I love to racism, bro. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. I know. What Jay's doing right now is technically racism because I unbuttoned my top one and now he's just mocking me for being trans-Mexican. Uh, Bear Roots Farmer donated 10 bucks. Says paying penance for picking on Jay's jokes. Yeah. This is, you pretty much, you pretty much ruined the whole stream with that. That was very mean. Uh, Tristan can't donate five bucks. This is so hard being an oppressed beta male. Don't insult me. The government is going to spank you. Don't hurt me, bully. You have no power (laughs) over me, clan member. So that was clearly directed towards Jay. Obviously, he was talking to Jay, the bully. The racist bully. Look at him. He's so evil. He's doing I'm the, straight up Blofeld tonight. He's hand-wringing right now. Look at that. Freemason confirmed. Mark M. donated $5. Says, thanks, Jay, for helping me reconnect to God. And Tristan for making the connection entertaining. Well, thank you. That's We're honored to, uh, honored to be of any use to you, my friend. Is Tristan really entertaining? Um, nah. Is he? Nah. Jay, you're the one my stream, bro. I mean, Tristan's I there. can hear you. I can hear you, Jay. He's there. I can still hear you. Why do you act like this is not? You're not just addressing the audience alone. I'm, I I hear what you say. Now you're just silent. You're gonna gaslight me again. Oh, now you're gonna you're gonna incite me to lust again with your chest hair. Oh goodness. Ah. Somebody said Frank is getting sued for five hundred thousand dollars. That true? Who's who's suing him? Yeah, if that's true, let me know. F F Anthea Apple. We'll have to. We got to do some more fun streams. We'll, we'll check in on Frank soon. He made some more accusations against me recently. I kind of just ignored him, but um, oh, by, by Paul Saladino. Okay, that would make sense. That would make sense. I would have expected that. Um, now, what else is going on in the world, Jay? Anything else on your radar? What do you see coming down the line? What interesting stuff do you see coming down the line? Anything we're missing? Uh, Anything people are not talking about? Um, I mean, obviously, people are not talking about, like, your good choice in fashion or anything or, like, you know, the, the cool clothes you wear, like, they do with me. Um, people are not talking about you. Oh, I, I, I went after your fashion. You can't just go after my fashion after I went after your, your fashion. You got you to gotta do something else. You know, come after the mustache or my beard or something like that. Beard. beard. <laughs> So-called beard. Quote-unquote beard. There you go. Your beard. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. No, I don't know, dude. I don't know what else is... I mean, um, I think what we're going to do next is... Uh, a little more um, of the Tim Leary Tibetan Book of the Dead. Mm. Uh, so we're going to do some more of that. Um, and 
that's all I can think of in, in the meantime. And there may be some more uh, events, big political type events I, that I may go to. I'm not sure yet, but uh, you saw last week's big events on my Twitter and whatnot. There may be some more of that in the future, December 5th, December 12th, perhaps. So maybe that's coming down the road. What do you think about the the essentials versus the non-essentials? Right, this whole thing of we've got uh, yes, yeah. Why, how the who who can we? Do you have a list of people that you want to make non-essential? Of people that you should make essential? Um, what do you think about this, man? I mean, to me, it just seems like blatant genocidal propaganda, right? Very very genocidal rhetoric. You got the essentials. You got the non-essentials. Um, I mean, you mentioned earlier like Bolshevik Revolution, Mao. And you had the the great leap forward, they called it, which was what, like, how many millions of people died uh, in communist China for their great leap forward? Um, and then you all now you have the great reset. So it's kind of very similar yeah. rhetoric, That's where much of the population has been earmarked for basically economic extermination. Right. Well, I think you're right. Like, it's going to be. It sounds like it's an economic thing. Like, oh, well, there's the non-essential and the essential workers to keep society running. But given Klaus and everybody's real worldview that we're aware of, you can see how easily that transitions over into uh, the Malthusian idea. Exactly. Well, I mean, just the idea of, right, the carbon credits and stuff. I mean, they're talking about making the price of all resources significantly higher, right? They're talking about raising the cost of living for everybody and lowering the standard of living for everybody, right? So this is a way of, in, in economic terms basically saying we're going to drastically reduce the population and we're going to kill you. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. I, I don't see this as any other, uh, being able to be interpreted in any other way. Of, we're going to label you non-essential. We're going to tell yeah. you that your jobs are not essential, that you are bad for the planet, that you, uh, yeah. and, and we're going to cut you off from resources. And to me, that's the, the whole Green New Deal thing. This is why I think it's so important to fight against this, which is why I've been pushing back against this stupid climate crisis rhetoric since... Since I was in the university in 2008 and uh, battling it out with biology professors who were essentially just pushing this Malthusian madness of we got to reduce the population. And this was 10 years ago. Now it's like freaking mainstream and, uh, and normal. So they're telling us all the jobs are going to be digital. You have to, uh, you have to get in the um, – you got to become a, one of the OnlyFans person. You got to learn how to code. You got to work for Amazon. You can't have your mom and pop businesses. Um, Right. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. To, to me, the, the lockdown in general, combined with labeling people not essential, it's just, I mean, how, how long until they announce the, uh, the final solution for the non-essentials, right? You know, we'll just, if you, if you gradually uh, roll I, I out. I think they want the infrastructure in place. That's kind of what Klaus implies in the book is for Skynet to, to go online, be activated, you got to have all that infrastructure, the, the five guh. The Internet of Things, right? That has to be in place, and then Skynet goes live, so to speak. But mm-hmm. you know, I was just watching, and it wasn't that good. But do you remember Ten- uh, Terminator Genesis? You, I don't think I saw it. I saw the last one. I saw was Terminator. Oh, the last Asian. Terminator was pretty bad. It was totally uh, Ar- Arnold Cuckinator, right? Where he's he's like a, a blind salesman who's cucked. I should have just made literally. him like made him just like turn him trans or something. Well, I mean, if you watch it, you'll see what I mean. The one before that was the last. It was very confusing, but it was it was it was watchable. Right. Uh, Terminator Genesis, and in that, it's all about the 
entity. It's not an entity, but in the film, it kind of is like when it goes live, right? So it takes you to yeah. the point where the AI is turned on for the whole world. Right. And it's, in that regard, it's actually pretty revelatory. It's worth watching for them. I might have to check that one out. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, I, I think you're right, man. It's like we're in the kind of the sorting and labeling phase now, right? And you, know, you have a big tech involved in mapping everybody's behavior, right, over long periods of time, in mapping influence and mapping their contacts and mapping who they influence, watching the flow of language, the flow of human right. movement, and how this all ties in with their social engineering plans while rolling out mandatory... Medis, medication, right? A global medical system where you will have global mandates on what will be put in people's bodies. You have the perfect ethnic cleansing, or not even ethnic cleansing. It's not about ethnicity anymore, right? That's part of it in certain portions, but it's mostly just about drastic population reduction and, and whittling us down to a very select few that will then be treated like lab rats in um, these smart city Skinner box death traps um i i mean the, the non-essentials the big tech roll out the tracking tracing and all this you have the a, a scientific extermination system that's at the hands the levers are there it's gassed up the keys are in and it just takes the wrong person taking or the wrong group kind of taking the levers and they can I mean, they, there are many ways they could go about drastic population reduction selective drastic population reduction immediately. And that is something that really concerns me. Not to like, I don't think the world's all going to end, but you know, we, we could be looking at some sort of a high-tech um, uh, gulag slash uh, extermination camp situation very soon. Yes, the, the key dates are 2030 and 2050. So keep that in mind. That's not just Klaus. That goes all the way back to Atalit, right? Jacques in his book, lays out key dates, 2020, 2030, 2050. So it's not accident. And he wrote that in 2006. We all know, know that, Brief History of the Future. Uh, Jacques Appelé, uh, it detailed what would be coming in in 2020. Uh, we're seeing that now. And it details 2030 and 2050. So those are the key timelines. And it's not accidental that, you know, Justin Trudeau, Agenda 2030, Ray Reset, it's all, it's all out there. Build back better. So anytime you see the t uh, terms like build back better, fourth industrial revolution, the great reset, what are, are there any slogans I'm missing there? The build back better has been everywhere lately. Um, Inclusive. No, that's, the, right? that's the main buzzwords. I mean, sustainable development, sustainable goals, sustainability. Those are those key buzzwords. Yeah. Yeah. Inclusive, circular economy, net right. zero, right? It's like a, the, the, the goal is... They want net zero carbon emissions. Well, what do you exhale every day? It's carbon dioxide, right? They've, they've, they've classified net you. Net zero of you. <laughs> net zero non-essential people. So if we allow ourselves to be labeled non-essentials, um, that, that, that's just one step along the, uh, along the way to being you know, essentially eliminated, right? I mean, to call somebody like a useless eater. That's basically what they're saying. Right, the Nazis had the, the, the concept of Lebensraum. We have, to, uh, uh, we have to clear out some of the nature and guard the nature from the nasty people. They also had the concept of, um, of the useless eater, 
right? The, the person, you're not, you're not contributing to the greater cause of the great work, as these people call it, you know, in Freemasonry, they call it the great work, which, uh, of course, that, that does tie into what we see here. Um, if, you, if you don't submit to this, then you're just a, a useless eater, or maybe even perhaps worse, an enemy of the state. <laughs> Useless eater, more like a useless tweeter over there munching on Instagram crackers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Instagram it's a, it's a crackers. It's a boomer joke. I don't get it. It's a boomer joke. That's what a boomer would say. Jay, we're gonna have to have we're gonna have to have an intervention. Come on. <laughs> no, actually, I thought that was real. I actually like that joke. It it's funnier. It's funnier if you don't laugh. If someone tells a joke, it's funnier if you don't laugh, and then you get an awkward reaction from them. That's to me, that's like the icing on the joke cake. Is the so awkward. I need you for a joke, is what you're saying, basically. You com- I complete you, is what I'm saying. I complete oh, that's you. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Tristan <laughs> McGuire over here. What I'm saying, Jay, is, is re- I don't mean to get really sentimental. Tristan Cruz. I don't get it. I don't mean to get all I feel sentimental. Like, I feel like Renee Zellweger and you're Tom Cruise over there, so yeah, definitely. That's the nice. That's the best thing anyone's ever said to me. But you complete me, isn't that what Tom says? Tom Coon says in the movie. That is what he says. But what, I, what I'm saying is, is do you Jay, like Tom Coon or Coon Cruise better? Which one's your favorite? Why are you changing the subject, Jay? We were having a moment. I'm so much better now, and I'm so much bigger and stronger than you. That sums it up. That sums it up. <laughs> What I was gonna say is, Jay. Jay, essentially, you're you're nothing without me, and I and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, Jay. I'm not. I, I don't want to get. I don't want to get too sentimental, but Jay, like you're useless without me. <laughs> Tom, dude, and Tom Cruise's best movie by far, Magnolia. That's his best role, Magnolia. Yes. I, Starring Tom Cruise as Roosh V as. <laughs> yeah. TJ Mackey. Yes, Frank TJ Mackey. Yes. Respect the. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a, that was a real. Actually, I'd like that movie. It was it wasn't perfect, but it was one of my favorite PT. He really is Tom Coon in that one. He's a major Coomer in that one, man. Dude, that's like I feel like that's his real personality though. Like that's him. That's like that's I can't decide which one's funnier, Tom Coon or Coon Cruise. They both make me laugh every time I say it. Tom Coomer Cruise. All right, we got a super chat. The Art of Truth and Love. What's up, The Art of Truth and Love? Art of Truth and Love says, "Can I get a mod? You want you want that you want that blue text? You want that essential blue text? I've the essentials in the chat get a wrench and a blue name. Jay is one of those essentials. Uh, I hold it over his head all the time. I always threaten him, and like if he ever says things that I don't like, I'll, I'll send him DMs. I'm like, dude, you're gonna lose your wrench if you don't if you don't line up." And he just lines up. There's mind control and like <laughs> Tom Coon starred in Edging of Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on now. That was just this. There are people talking about Tom Coon movies. <laughs> get it? Edge of Tomorrow is dope. So Edge of Tomorrow, that's the one where, is that the one where he just keeps on re coombing over and over again? <laughs> he re coombs. He comes back over and over. He dies, then he just cooms back. <laughs> yes, they're basically a sci-fi coom hog day. I don't know what we're talking about, but yeah. Jay's I'm t- sorry, I'm ruining your stream, Tristan. I know that. That's yeah. Every stream you come on, we just know that's going to. I will never be invited back. You don't even. I, I don't even have to invite you, Jay. Like I said, um, 
you just the, the the door is always open. You can always come over here. We could do Tom Cruise. You can make fun of my Mexican Coom fashion sense. Coom on the Fourth of July. Coom on the Fourth of July. Best Tom Coom movie. <laughs> You got your wife laughing at you now. <laughs> now, we gotta, now you got to go through and like just name all the movies. Uh, what, what are the Tom Coon movies? What are they? Let's see. I got to make. Um, I got to give the art of truth and love a uh, a mod. She says also Trump's Space Force has instead nothing. of Jack Reacher, Jack Reacher around. Here we go. Um, Let me finish reading this uh, super chat though. She says. Or he or she, uh, he or she also says. I was getting interrupted by these dickheads. Uh, says, can I get a mod? Also, Trump's space force has nothing to do with aliens. It's all about space-based weapons and Cinco J. Tom Coom starred in Cocktail. You don't even have to change that. <laughs> Magholia. Hey, I'm gonna give you one. Uh, rename Days of Thunder. Um, Days of Thunder. Actually, I've, I've actually never watched Days of Thunder. The That's, Firm. You don't even have to. Re, you don't have to rename that one. The, the, the Sperm. <laughs> Tropic Coomers. Actually, all of these sound kind of homoerotic, right? Homoerotic. I guess you know if you if, you good man. It's kind of like if you uh, you see the world through rose colored glasses, kind of thing with you, right, Jay? I see the world through, through gay Tom Coombe. You see the world through some gay glasses. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. We see the world through a, uh, a, a scanner gay. If you, just, if you don't think about what the movies are, just listen to the names of Minority Report, Vanilla Sky. They, sound like <laughs> they all do sound like, like some vivid like entertainment. <laughs> vivid, vivid Video presents <laughs> Tom Coombe in... The days of thunder. <laughs> the days of thunder thighs. All the all the greatest plus sized ladies of the night will join Tom Cruise in the days of thunder thighs. From from Vivid Plus, Vivid's Vivid Entertainment's plus size <laughs> models. <clears throat> Come on, you guys. This is serious. We're talking about... All right. Andrew Herbst donates five bucks and says this stream is essential. That's what I'm saying. I think this stream is essential. That's why we need some more of you essentials to throw some of those non-essentials at us non-essentials. Oh, essential twerkers. You Who essential twerkers? twerkers? Where y'all at, girl? I'm trying to find the art of truth and love. Art of truth and love is trying to get modded. And I was about to throw a wrench on it, but I don't even see your name in the chat. Not wrench lightly, my friend. It, it, the wrench, the wrench privileges can be revoked at any do time. Do not wrench lightly, my friend. In the words of Paulie, don't do not wrench lightly, my friend. Insulted him a little bit. Son Pazu. Let me see. All right, I don't see, I don't see that that handle in there. But anyways, hey guys, thank you for the super chats. The best way to super chat is through the Streamlabs. That's the way to do it. That is the way to do it. I can stick around. We can keep going. Jay, you want to keep going or should we wrap this up? What's it? I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go. 9.18 right now. Jay's got to go. He's, he's used up all his... He, me and Jay, we scripted this all out before and um, we've pretty much... We've got to the end of the script and um, yeah, we can't we can't really go off <laughs> off script. We can't. We don't know how to riff without without it all. Without our teleprompter. So, Jay... Hi, dude. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Jay. Always nice having you, man. No, next next episode we're gonna be doing what is it? Uh, 
Moonraker. Next episode, I'll I'll bring the the jokes down um, ten or twenty IQ points. And yeah, yeah, dumb it down for us. We don't understand your racist. Homo- we don't understand your racist, homophobic, bigoted jokes. Well, I mean, with your crowd, you know, we gotta we gotta lower it a little bit. Lower. You gotta make it actually funny if you want them to. Gotta laugh. make it accessible to the slow boys and the and the bigot crowd. That's so nice. Yeah, you you can expect a lot of a lot of bigots to be to be. Um, to be so happy to go support you after insulting them over and over again and insulting their... I love your, I, I love the beautiful bigot slow boys in your channel. Your channel. They're my favorite. Thank you. The beautiful bigot slow boys. Only the beautiful ones? Oops. I was trying to give somebody a wrench and I accidentally banned them. Oops. Let's see. Add moderator. All right, bro. I'm going to have to check out. All right, you're out of here. Jay's out of here. I'm going to sign out with the uh, sign out the group. Where, where can they find your work, Jay Dyer? Where can they find you? You can find me over at uh, uh, TomCoon slash OnlyFans.com, and uh, you'll find all of my yogurt pants pictures for $1 a piece. Perfect, perfect. Uh, which all goes into my Bitcoin hedge fund. Uh, Jay's Analysis.com, Jay Dyer on YouTube, and all of the other social stuff. Perfect. Perfect. You can, uh, you guys go check out Jay Dyer. Well, become a member of Jay Dyer's website as well. Uh, he has great lectures. Also, become a member of our, our website as well and support the dang stream if you guys like these streams. If you enjoy, sorry. If you enjoy these streams, make sure to support and sh- and support dudes like Jay Dyer out there putting out good content, good information, useful information on the daily. Make sure to support him. We've got uh, Jay Dyer, former. Former uh, backup dancer for 98 Degrees, um, author of Esoteric Hollywood. What am I? Singer of Toontronic. Actually, the the true architect of the Great Reset, uh, Jay Dyer. We'll see you next time, dude. Can't wait. Can't wait for the next one, man. Thanks for hanging out. All right, have a good night. Later, Later, brother. Thanks, Jay. Jay Dyer, and there he goes. And there he goes. Exposing powerful lies. Is in the chat. What's up, exposing powerful lies? How you doing, Jerry? The art of truth and love. <laughs> That's racism, man. I love to racism. We all love to racism, bro. That's racism, man. Jay Dyer love to racism, bro. And I can finally put my button back now that Jay's gone, and he's not going to shame me for being Mexican, trans Mexican. My goodness, my goodness. I could finally be myself now that the bigot Jay's is not here to. Pick on me and bully me. Um, look at all these mods. I got like all all the all, so many of my favorite people in the chat right now with their wrenches. I even my brother even showed up earlier, but he's gone now. All right, um, let's read some more super chats. DB DB donated five bucks. Says thank you as always for the fun times with these streams. Are either of you familiar with Emmanuel Swedenberg's work? And if so, what are your thoughts? DB, aka Tom Coombs again. <laughs> um, you know the, the the name Emmanuel Swedenborg does ring a bell. I've not read him, and I don't have an opinion on somebody that I have not read. Although that name comes to mind, or that name does ring a bell, I'm gonna go ahead and do a little bit of research on that. Thank you for the research tip. Uh, perhaps Jay is well read on Swedenborg. But yeah, I'm gonna make sure to make sure to look that up. Thank you very much. The art of truth and love. 
the art of truth and love. There you go, single-handedly sponsoring the dang stream today. Sometimes we get sometimes we get some slow super chat days, and that's fine. Because we know you bigots are entertained. We know you're entertained. But it is nice to get the feedback, to know that you're super entertained, that you do enjoy the show. And the way you guys can do that is sending the uh, donations via Streamlabs. The Art of Truth and Love has outbigoted all of you. Has outbigoted all of you with a big old fat super chat. Sends 100 bucks. Says, thank you for letting me experience how to be a mod. So you just cloud nine, flying high with that mod status. Now what I'm going to have to do, exposing... I'm not exposing powerful lies. Uh, such a similar name, right? Got exposing powerful lies and the art of truth and love. They kind of go together, don't they? They kind of go together. What I'm going to have to do, though, is uh, is I'll I'll revoke. I'm going to revoke your wench, your wrench, <laughs> your wrench, wench. I'm going to revoke your wrench at the end of the stream, and then force you to give fat super chats every stream to get it back. How about that? <laughs> we're just going to start selling wrenches. That's how we're going to keep keep these streams alive. YouTube has effectively killed growth on this channel for almost two years now. They demonetize all the videos, but they still run ads on them. Isn't that weird? They still run ads, but they say they're demonetized. <laughs> weird, right? But that's okay because I found a new way to monetize this. If you guys want a wrench. If you believe that you are being gaslighted. Jay Dyer's trying to buy a wrench. Jay Dyer. Freaking Jay Dyer. Oh, man. He leaves the stream, right? Jay leaves the stream and then shows back up in the comments. Says he has to go, but then he comes back just to remind us what a high roller he is and just to rub it in with his four ninety nine super chat. Thank you, Jay. Says Swedenborg was a cult leader and a spy. That sounds like a fascinating character. Um, yeah, if there's any, any books that somebody would recommend on Swedenborg, and yes, Jay Dyer just did support view. You, oh, Jay Dyer, YouTube shill exposed. Jay Dyer just sent a super chat through YouTube, not through Streamlabs. Totally. You got exposed, bro. Yo, you been exposed, Holmes. You been exposed, man. You been exposed. We about to, we about to bang you, man. We about to bang you, man. All right. Okay's here. What's up, okay? What's up, okay? We got some people bitching in the chat too but anyways we got we got a bunch I'm, and I'm joking about the wrenches the wrenches are not for sale the reason the art of truth and love got a wrench is because the art of truth and love is a respected a respected supporter of the stream here a respected supporter of the stream who's been supporting the stream for a long time and we've had streams where the art of truth and love was like the only one who was supporting via the stream lab and super chat so thank you very much the art of truth and love Anyways, guys, um, let's see. It's nine thirty. I have so much. I got so many things I can keep going. I can keep going, going, going. But I think I'm gonna do another stream tomorrow. Um, somebody says ribeye's chilling. You guys want to see something funny? Ribeye. What is that? What is that? Ribeye, come here. Come here. Come here. Where's his ball? Where's your ball? Go get your ball. Ribeye's Ribeye a one-track mind. He wants to play with his ball all day. Where's your ball? Go get your ball. Is it outside? It's outside. Hold on. I'll let him get his ball outside. Get your ball. Where's your ball? Come get your ball. Hurry up. Hurry up. Ribeye will be back. 
Reevaluate you back. So anyways, guys, there are a lot of things that you can do. There are a lot of things that you can do to improve your situation, to improve your life, even with all this madness going on, right? Trying to become a little bit more self-sufficient. Trying to become a little bit more self-sufficient, okay? producing your own food. One of the things that we've been working on here, we actually, Jessica, find, we counted our eggs this week. We weren't counting before because we were losing so many to... There, yeah, it wasn't very impressive because, first of all, there's a dog that keeps coming in. It breaks under our fence and then comes and steals the egg. There's some other weird uh, uh, predator-type things. Some of the uh, – they, they have hidden nests as well, the chickens. But we figured it out. This week, so far, we had 101 eggs, including some duck eggs. So we finally got some duck eggs. Um, still getting milk from the cows, right? So livestock, right? You don't need a lot of land to have things like sheep. Right? A few goats. Right? Learning how to butcher your own animal. Learning how to hunt. Learning how to clean something like a deer. Right? Learning how to butcher animals. Learning how to raise animals. Basic skills. Right? Basic skills. It's not that difficult to have things like backyard chickens. Right? You don't have to produce all of their own food. You can still buy feed for them. Right? And then upcycle that feed into usable protein and fat that you can eat. At home, so being able to, uh, to produce your own food in your own neighborhood, uh, supporting local businesses, right? Supporting local businesses who refuse to close, right? If there are businesses that are defying the insane lockdown orders, support those businesses. Yeah, don't go, don't go, uh, don't shop at Costco when you can. Yeah, there's cheap stuff from Costco. Yeah, there's great deals, but also you can get better deals if you go directly to the farms. Right? You can cut out the middleman. So cut out the middleman. Right? Barter with your neighbors. Know your neighbors. Build real communities. Build real communities with real people. Not just online communities. Real communities. Right? You've got to know your neighbors. Really good time to go talk to your neighbors and know who your neighbors are. Yeah, so. Anyways, there's a lot that we can do to improve our situation. Tomorrow, I think I'm going to do another stream tomorrow evening. Uh, unless, I don't know, unless something else comes up. I think I'm going to do another stream tomorrow. Um, it'll be a more of a fun stream. We'll talk about diet, laugh at some vegans. We can even check in on, uh, I hear Frankie, Frankie boy's been talking some shit. <laughs> we'll, we'll tune into some of that stuff and have some fun, right? But we always got to bring it back to what's crucial, what's real, and what's eternal ultimately, right? That's what's important, All right. So everybody, take care of your families out there. There's absolutely no such thing. There's absolutely no such thing as a non-essential. No such thing. All right, Thomas donated five ninety one. Thank you, Thomas. One uh, little last super chat here it says, "What are you and Jay going to do if they try to ban Orthodox churches?" I mean, it, isn't that what's been going on? I mean, this has happened before as well. Look what happened in the Soviet Union. Look what happened with the Bolsheviks. Right? We already live where we live, right? Where we live, we're we're sixteen hour drive away from our nearest church. Yeah, but you know, there are different situations can make things difficult for everybody uh, but I uh, yeah what is important is what is eternal what is true what is good so I mean you can you can try to ban everything you can try to ban families you can try to ban meat they can try to ban everything that's righteous that's wholesome and that's good and they can try to exalt everything that's sinful destructive degenerate and awful but Ultimately, who's in charge? Who's in charge? Right. Ultimately, it's not us who's in charge. 
It's not any group of people that are in charge. People think they're in charge, but ultimately God's in charge. All right, so let me see. Ultimately, that's what's up. That's what's good. That is what is important. All right, so we've got, we had quite a bit of, uh, of important stuff to talk about today. I want to thank Jay Dyer, as always, for coming on. And I want to really thank, I want to thank the audience, especially want to thank the Art of Truth and Love. Congratulations on your wrench. Use it wisely. Use that wrench wisely. I want to thank everybody who supports the stream. It's not too late to support the stream. You can use the Streamlabs link down below if you've got any questions or comments. Uh, if uh, Yeah, tomorrow, if you want to come hang out and enjoy, we'll maybe do a minute, little bit more of a lighthearted stream. Maybe we'll do open lines tomorrow. Maybe we have some vegans call in to try to debate. Try to debate it. Yeah? Um, well, that'll be fun. But uh, anyways... Make real relationships with your neighbors. Support local food production. Produce your own food. Take care of yourselves and your family. And focus on what's important, what's real, and what's eternal. And uh, yeah, guys. Thank you for the stream. Thank you for the support. This channel only exists because of support from the audience. Because of you guys who do support it. And I want to thank you guys. And we're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep fighting. And um, yeah. God bless, guys. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.